0: Dark with your host Brandon A. Lane. Holy diver, you've been out too long in the sea. Alright, welcome again to another episode of Rants After Dark. I'm your host, Brandon A. Lane, and with me as always, His Royal Excellency of Exploitation. You know him, you love him. Fat
1: Tony! Yes, I'm so glad to be back after uh, apparently Brandon's month of hell during Halloween, uh, my month of hell having COVID, but I have to say something real quick right up here on top. It's good to look up and see the podcast championship belt so rightfully back in the possession of Brandon A. Lane, and that's probably not the one... Uh, I should be looking at, but either way, suck it, Eddie and Travis.
0: Yeah, uh, well, when you're this good, I mean, you're going to win out eventually. <laughs> of course,
1: you you have to you have to let them, you have to keep up the kayfabe and let them let the belt change hands at least once. Well,
0: I, I told them from the start, you know, you like. We're going to exchange the title out a pity, mostly. Yeah, I get but, that. But when the ratings start to drop, you're going to put the belt back on the man who's you know driving the product. You know, choo choo, my, my toot
1: my heart a little Engineer bit. Engineer Brandon's got to take you know, raise the level up.
0: <laughs> All kidding aside, <laughs> yeah. tonight we're going to be watching the 1986 David Lynch Suburban Nightmare Tour de Force. Known as Blue Velvet. Now, we invite all of you out there in the Rant Army to pop in your DVD, Blu-ray, VHS, LaserDisc, or your digital copy Copy, copy Kippity coppity. I've only had one shot, and I'm already slurring
1: my words. I had, like, the rest of the bottle of the jet fuel that Brandon's like, we'll not get drunk unless we're
0: doing it. so. I went <laughs> ahead and chugged it. So pop in whatever copy you've got, and you're going to sync your your, uh, particular copy of Blue Velvet up with the moment where the blue curtain is sashaying. You're going to pause it, and then we're going to sync everything up together. Now, just remember, you don't have to watch the movie with us. You get to watch the movie with us. Exactly, Fat Tony. So with that in mind, we're going to do a countdown. And when I say hit play, you're going to hit play. So are you ready? Three. Two, one, play. All right, Blue Velvet. Now, before we get going, uh, Fat Tony, you have graced us with a particularly special kind of well, alcohol for tonight. This is what you have to drink. I only drink Paps Blue Ribbon, baby. Heineken, fuck that hey.
1: shit. <laughs> so we're going to crack with the first one on Mike. Because uh, drink this, the drink of champions gonna, and sexy lovers everywhere. We're going to
0: drink this to uh, the In Limbo production that is Wisteria. Uh, David Lynch, we hope that Netflix gets their head out of their ass and we get to see whatever this Please. masterful show very easily could and should be. So let's talk about Blue Velvet. Um just overall, before we get into the, the nitty gritty technical stuff, when was the first time you saw this film? I was probably summer
1: of eighth grade. I would killed the horror movie section at my dad's boss's uh, video store. And to be quite frankly honest, the cover of this looked like, okay, I'll watch the story, but there might be a titty or two. So that was the main impetus. Isabella Rossellini kind of in that little pose. With Kyle McLaughlin on the cover, I'm like, this. I'm watching it.
0: I have to say, this is not even probably in the first five David Lynch movies I saw. This is a movie I'd heard about in Reputation, but it's not a movie that I'd ever saw on the you know on the video store shelf. Um, the cool thing about this opening is that David Lynch is showing a. Sort of a view into the idealized version and the crow uh, of the nineteen fifties the the platonic or the, pluton- the 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 plutonium nuclear family yes and you know the idyllic nature of how perfect American life can be but the wonderful thing about this and the whole idea of this film if you really break it down is that bubbling just below the surface there is a a gross nastiness which we'll see. Coming to a complete. Alfred
1: Street 3 cameo? Yes,
0: very, very nice. had to, had to, had to throw that out. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, like everything's not so great under, literally under the surface in the, in the opening shot. And uh, Kyle McLaughlin's father, mysterious. <laughs> he jerks on a water hose too much. And pulls has a pain in his neck and collapsed with what, if you want to try logic, possibly a stroke, but. I just call it Lynch disease. He needed you to be fucked up, so you are now horribly and irreparably uh, well, fucked see, up.
0: He's ejaculating exposition. That's the and, dog's and...
1: happiest day of his life. That dog is the happiest person on set. <laughs> just, eat. I'm getting to go at the water hose. Oh my god! Here we go, going the slow zoom into the grass and the corruption and parasites right underneath us.
0: This uh I have to say that like there's a part of me that like because I saw, Honey I Shrunk the Kids first, <laughs> that I I can't help but be reminded of Honey I Shrunk the Kids because this shot, all, the almost exactly yeah. the same shot is in Honey I Shrunk the Kids, albeit less macabre. Horrible, yeah. But it this is such a, it, it's such a this is elemental, you know, and like this is just the the what life is you know life death you know you, you're buried uh, bugs eat you and you know and foliage it. grows from your body it's it's very uh, elemental in its approach but it is such a grimy way to sort of exposit the narrative idea of what this film really has at its core which is Everywhere is fucked up. It doesn't matter if you're in a small town, if you're in the big city. The big city is more up front. Every place has a seedy underbelly. We have one of my favorite inciting
1: incidents in a movie ever. I'm just going to randomly stop and throw rocks in a field and find a severed human ear.
0: Well, I mean th- that old chestnut. I mean, yeah, I mean, who who, who didn't
1: grow up in a small town to it, find some severed body parts? It's,
0: it's one of the most common tropes. I mean, you see it in, um, uh, in uh, Citizen Kane, yeah, <laughs> uh, The Seventh Seal, Clerks. <laughs> that was a, um, a a dead man. They had sex with a dead man. That <laughs> you're 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 mixing yeah, up. You're right.
1: I'm sorry. Yeah. I love... I don't know what happened, but just the creeping... Uh, like, I... When I saw this, again, I was a young teenager. So, I... And completely unfamiliar... I, my uh, family had watched Twin Peaks when I was younger. So, I was aware of David Lynch, but I really wasn't aware because I didn't pay attention to Twin Peaks and the glorious masterpiece it is. So, this weirdness... And I'd seen a Eraserhead, but I didn't connect it because a Eraserhead was in the horror section at Movies and More. And I don't think, honestly, at that time, I don't think I finished here. I think I made about 40 minutes in, I'm like, there's not going to be any titties in this movie
0: <laughs> and stopped it. There is a woman uh, who lives in a radiator, though. But her cheeks are all fucked up, so. Uh, yeah, because that's where you blow your loads. <laughs> she keeps it in. She's like heaven, a squirrel. <laughs> everything is wonderful. Those radiator bitches all have chlamydia. <laughs> Um so Blue Velvet was released September nineteenth, nineteen eighty six, and it was limited in theaters as we see Kyle McLaughlin discover the severed human ear, which is, you know, the the crumb of uh that sort of sets the the whole plot thing in, in motion. Um this is sort of if you think about it. Uh, like Nancy Drew and the uh the Hardy Boys. This is like David uh, Lynch's Hardy Boys. Yeah, this is like the yeah? idea of like if that idea if if some if some kid were to investigate a real fucked up scenario. Um, I mean, this is still playing into like the whole idea. He's that, He's disturbing
1: a like, crime scene. I know he thinks he's doing right, but you don't you don't take the ear to the cops. You bring the cops to the ear, well. just in case. As you are bound to happen at some point in your life, find a severed human ear. (laughs) Yeah, call
0: the cops to come to you. We're going to talk about all the uh, comparisons between this and Twin Peaks as we get into David Lynch. This
1: is in universe, but
0: there there's a lot of really obvious parallels. Um, What do you think the uh, the budget was for uh, for this movie? Four million, close six million. Okay. Um, the movie that David Lynch made before this was Dune, which, you know, we're <sighs> having a Dune renaissance right he now. He actually
1: took his name off, and he doesn't do that to anything else.
0: Yeah, I have a, a sort of an uneasy love for Dune. You know it's, it's a it's, bad movie. You know it fucks the things up, but there's little small details that are cool. It's, it's wonderfully shot the it's got a great cast. It's just a bonkers movie that you need a textbook to even under yeah. halfway understand. And and a lot of that's not even Lynch's fault. I know Lynch has a reputation for being an abstract filmmaker, and a lot of that is warranted. But Dune, which you know, he wanted to be, you know, two and a half hours, three hours long, the studio was like, no, we need this to be as short as possible so we can show it multiple times in a day. And not to knock The idea behind that, because ultimately they were correct in terms of it making money, they were incorrect in terms of what
1: makes a good movie,
0: coherency, and you know. That's why
1: Denny Villeneuve. I always say his name wrong. He did it right. He did the first third of the book into one movie, and that's about right. The the other two thirds you can make into one movie. There's a lot of bullshit you can kind of cut out and condense and change. But the first,
0: if if he can make a movie. Two more uh, movies as good as the first one. I I'm think, this is, I think he's going
1: to do it one. I don't think he's doing a full trilogy. I think he's doing one and two, which is the right way to do Dune. He, You could do a good three-hour movie yeah, but, encapsulating I mean, the
0: rest. But beyond that, you do have the possibility... Oh, God. That-
1: there's, there's no fucking... Is this all the origin Okay, it ends with like weird warrior hookers that know tones. But even before that, <laughs> like his kid becomes a giant worm god thousands of years old with a warrior. It's too weird. Nobody's going to watch it. Maybe hey. Chil- Dune Messiah and Children of Dune would make movies. Uh, God Emperor of Dune on are not good movies.
0: I am. I great books. I am. I am one hundred percent in favor for super high budget weird fucking movies. So Denny Villeneuve, bring it on! All right, what do you what do you think uh, this movie took in gross wise on a six million dollar budget? I'm with five million close. It made eight million six hundred eighteen thousand okay. seven hundred sixty six. So with
1: marketing, it probably broke even. The, Might have made, like, somebody, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollar profit. The reason... I love the the dog walking guy just standing there staring. He He's hard looking at that dog waiting to potty. <laughs> you could tell.
0: It all... Uh, 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 all off subject, but it bothers me that Kyle uh, McGlockon's character has his top button. Oh, yeah, all you only way- do that when you're wearing a tie. Yeah, I was and, thinking that last night and, watching this. And I, I think that's a conscious decision to show how sheltered
1: and uptight and, up and buttoned is. up he is. I guess yeah. if you
0: watch later on,
1: it's not. He's
0: he's going to he's going to get a little uh, more comfortable. We'll talk with about Dorothy this. Gale. We'll talk about
1: this later. But this movie is also the movie that really introduced me to kinky sex. Not on Frank Booth's part when she's like, "Hit me!" Don't <laughs>
0: well, fucking look at me,
1: bitch. <laughs> but but like when she's telling him to do it, uh, I didn't understand why why my little pecker. Which you know, it was eighth grade. It was there. It was a it was a pecker. <laughs> but yeah, I started twitching. I'm like, I don't want to hit women, but you know, if they're into it, maybe I do. I don't know. I, I it, it, this this late raised a lot of confusing sexual questions to my mind. Now my 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 basic kinks are I like chicks in glasses. That's why my wife's perfect.
0: I I think uh, and uh, correct me if I'm incorrect. Donkey porn. Sure, but uh, <laughs> uh, but the chick the chicks with glasses things I, I know where my fetish for that comes from. Well, I also have a small thing. Oh, Janine Mounts. Melnitz from Ghostbusters,
1: oh, yeah. absolutely. I did one hundred percent. Like, this is not even up for debate. Like, I hate like now as an adult. Everything about part two is Imperial, but when I was a kid, I did think, oh, like, yeah. later on, watch not as a kid, I did get, get to go see part two in theaters, but later on, when Puber is hitting, I liked her look in part two better than, because she's a little more slutty. She's, yeah. She's GTF.
0: She, she is, she wants a baby inside
1: of her. Now, baby. as a mature man, I prefer part one. And then, let's not even talk about real Ghostbusters, because she is one of the, the many cartoon women that ushered me into manhood. Lady Jane, Scarlet, <laughs> Evelyn. Basically G.I. Joe and Ghostbusters. I mean there was um oh fuck, what's the bitch from He Man? Tila? No, not Tila. Not Tila, the bad guy. The bad chick. Evil Ann, you said. No, Evil Ann. I did fuck I'm a little buzzed. There there was a lot more than two shots in that bottle. No, you you did. I have to say, this was my option, though. Yeah? I, I This was like when Brandon was talking about color. Like, I'm like, let's do something we could never. Because it's wrong to do an in-depth retrospective to a lynchman. Here we go. Laura Lynn. Laura Dern. Laura Dern, whatever. Laura Lynn's the Walmart I, or, or Eagles I, get over. I want to
0: say something really quickly about Laura Dern. Because Laura Dern has had an incredible career. And we'll break her down a little later on. But she's not Hollywood beautiful. She's hot, though. I oh, find man. her attractive. Oh, but here's the thing: she's she's perfect in this movie oh. because she looks like a real girl who would live next door to you, and not like a over the top yeah. like Hollywood.
1: She's uh, not Hollywood hot. She's never been Hollywood hot. She's real world attractive and, and, and can act her ass off.
0: And that's and that's the saving grace because she's a terrific, terrific actor and. There's a reason that Lynch has had her in so many of his projects, as well as Kyle MacLachlan. I also got her to pop
1: those titties for the one and only time in Wild at Heart. Woo woo, <laughs> go Lynch!
0: <laughs> Nicholas Cage, Wild at Heart. Who's going to be Dracula soon? You hear about that? No. Yeah, they're making a they're making a film about Renfield, told from Renfield's perspective, and Nicholas Cage is going to be Dracula. I think he should have been Renfield. He'd <laughs> have had more fun with it. It's it's either going to be terrific or it's going to be so bad it's good. Either way, totally. Although I am down. Uh, what do you think the IMDb rating for ten out, it is? Of 10? out of ten. Out of ten. Six point two. Seven point seven. Okay, good. Now that's a reevaluation. I know for a fact because the critics hated this movie yeah, this time.
1: Lynch Lynch is an acquired taste. He Will make something that initially the only big massive hit he had at once was Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks caught fire that uh, was culturally relevant when it came out. People, I mean,
0: the critics loved Mulholland
1: Drive, okay? Mulholland, like it. early Lynch, then you're right, Mulholland Drive hit at the right time. Uh, Naomi Watts and the other chick, Naked damn.
0: Lesbian. I love you, Naomi Watts, and I didn't know how much I loved you until, <laughs> until season three of Twin Peaks. You're the the crying masturbation scene in, in Mulholland Drive, as sexy as that is, <laughs> and the lesbian stuff is awesome. But the, the scenes where she fucks Dougie Jones, a.k.a. Kyle McLaughlin, in, in season three of Twin Peaks, that is some of the most uncomfortably funny sex I've ever seen in a movie. But she's so fucking hot that it, it like makes it all work. So I that's my hold cake. on.
1: We're getting to one of my my favorite little moments of this movie that I actually tried when I woke up. I got to play Kyle McLaughlin's fixing. He got the biggest tongue in the world. Huh? The weird small talk, like she's just a high school girl. Hey, I'm getting attention from a guy who's still semi age appropriate. He's off to college. He's probably a couple years older, but it's not illegal. She's a senior probably. But hey, you know the chicken walk? What's oh, that? And he it? just popped oh, he really shit. I tried it this morning. He and uh fun <laughs> trivia fact, he uh said in an interview at in Esquire that he was high on P C P when he did he didn't. <laughs> I just said Brandon didn't do trivia. So I'm gonna lay. I'm gonna put some real trivia now, which is one thing with a bunch of fake trivia. But that one, I'll let you know is fake. No, it was cocaine.
0: It was one. It's one hundred percent factual that he was high on some some oh some that, He
1: was oh, Yeah, <laughs> Lynch seems like a downer. He's not a speed guy. He's like a ketamine. Well,
0: yeah, they had to they had to calm down. Uh, Colin McLaughlin. Otherwise, he'd be doing the the, the, chicken, the chicken. You know, the one
1: out. movie they didn't give him Birth in was the pool sex scene in Showgirls, and that's why he was the one spinning Elizabeth. Uh, what's her? Uh, uh, Jesse from yeah. say yeah. Berkeley, not Berkeley. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Berkeley. Oh, okay. Spinning them titty.
0: Why the fuck, Jesse? Did, did we mention name. that in the RoboCop retrospective?
1: But we mentioned a little bit about uh, that, how he stands by showgirls, still weirdly. Well,
0: I'm specifically that that sex scene. Maybe the funniest sex scene ever in a movie. Outside of the room when he's fucking her belly button. That's a good one. And also Rock and Roll Nightmare when um, <laughs> yeah. John Michael Thor is fucking a person that he created. He, spoiler. <laughs> in in the shower and there's like a, a really long scene of them like tongue fucking each other. That that's funny stuff. One of the things that's left out of the movie, um, there is actually a deleted scene where you see Kyle McLaughlin in college and he's talking with his, you know, his steady girlfriend at the time, and I can't remember exactly if, if she breaks up with him or if like uh, if she's like, well I'm going uh, here for the summer or whatever. But they sort of have a, a split and so Well, Mike
1: don't know shit about Kyle McLaughlin. She's real quick. Don't tell Mike anything. I'm going to get me some college boy dick.
0: Well, my point is, like, he's hurting. For and, a and, she, and she's hurting for a squirting. So when when two, when opposites attract, there's going to be sparks. Pew, pew.
1: And they kind of are. He, she's blonde. He's blackheaded. He, I guess she didn't want food. I still. What is that on the plate? Is that a weird, thick. Pancake. I've never figured that out. <laughs> like, what is that? I walked up to my TV screen. The only thing I could think is some weird, fluffy flapjack. You
0: Remember when DVD first came out and they you hit like you, you could zoom and shit? Do and you know is, how many times background titties in movies got zoned? This is a Blu ray player, and I don't think any of those options are even available. They still have
1: AB repeat, don't they?
0: Goddamn right they do. Thus the scene in Mulholland Drive where she's sad masturbates. <laughs> exactly. I'm not even kidding. Hey, she might be sad, but it makes me really it happy. May, them titties <laughs> make me happy. All right. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes score? 68. 94%. Damn. That's critic score. And yet again, that's a, that's a real... Audience score, 68. I'm still going 88.
1: Down. You know, this is, this is one movie that kind of makes me... I'm so used to watching horror movies and shit... That gets you know not where it should be.
0: That it, it's a nice surprise. A movie eighty eight about right. Well, once we get past all of our our metrics here, I, I will tell a story about uh, a mutual uh, friends. I know it the story, time.
1: but it needs to be told.
0: Mutual friends seeing it yeah. in their and their review. Metacritic has it a seventy six out of a hundred, and Google users, what do you think? Ninety five. Eighty four. Oh, damn. See, they're the one that's they're no see, they
1: have the common man's taste. This movie is a little highbrow, it is a little artsy. They're not gonna like it as much. I get that, Google.
0: All right. Rant Army Review. The only metric that matters, and I gave two options in our Facebook group blue velvet good, 90. blue velvet bad. You're close, ninety one percent. Okay, those are nine
1: percent probably didn't even see it and were just answering to be dicks.
0: Well, I,
1: or they're some, the person we're talking about.
0: Lynch is an acquired taste, but when I think about Lynch's catalog of films that are accessible to this the is the general mo- movie moviegoers...
1: Twin Peaks Season 1 and this are the most accessible to the Lynch style. That still are Lynch. Like There are elements of Dune that I don't think are... there's. It's like a blockbuster movie that like Lynch shoehorned some of his style in but had to, unfortunately, shoot a blockbuster... This is a mainly like there is a narrative plot that makes sense that go to point A, point B. It uh, has a fairly okay ending. It's not Twin Peaks season three that I've still it has defeated me. I'm less I'm a lesser man than Brandon.
0: I know. I, in in all honesty, I've seen it probably ten times now. And
1: that's probably how many times I've seen the original run of Twin Peaks. I loved it that much. And Sherilyn Foon. God damn. I just watched Meridian. Uh, I'll, I'll still pop her. that in every couple Werewolf years. Werewolf
0: sex. She was not shy to show them titties back then. By the way, Sherilyn Finn, I know you're a little older right now. Hey, she was
1: on uh, the fucking uh, Shameless still popping them chats. Good. What
0: I was going to say is, like, you are still miles hotter than most women half your age. So please. Let those titties, let them titties breathe. She did, she did. Like she was in the, she was More,
1: more. Come to Sevierville, (laughs) Tennessee, to the Black Lodge, and just pop them titties at the door. Listen, don't say a word. Give him three full seconds to look, leave, and never ever. Listen, you
0: didn't get your shot with uh, Agent Dale Cooper, but I'll give you thirty seconds. You will never forget for thirty seconds.
1: Elevator, I plead the stairs the stair situation in this apartment. Going outside is just just weird to me. Like the whole everything.
0: This this whole the idea the premise of this movie uh, that like basically cure curiosity getting the best of someone and not being able to let something go. I really identify with that. Yeah, because if I were Jeffrey Beaumont's age, and I found a severed ear. I'm not saying I would go to this these links because I probably wouldn't have the. Your family didn't own a hardware store. They, you couldn't get the jumpsuit. They did God better. damn. God damn it, slackers. My, my stepdad, you piece of shit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> didn't he work for the cable company? No. My my stepdad worked I, for Express Amusement. No,
1: no, I'm thinking of uh, I think Tony Baldwin from high school. There's somebody I knew in high school whose dad worked for a cable company.
0: No, no, my my stepdad had a cool job. He repaired and leased. Yeah, I'm um, looking um, at one of the machines. coolest
1: gifts anybody's ever gotten. He's got a multi-cade yeah. arcade cabinet right here, just covered in Ghostbusters stuff.
0: Yeah, well. That's, that's my life. That's how I choose to live. I, I I'm I'm some.
1: I love holding my wife, the, t- the kids on a good day. But there's there's days where everything's in a bad mood. I'm like, man, Brandon's got it figured out. I mean, there's always porn on the internet. Well, there there I have a, <laughs> a man. Okay, I, stop. Isabella <laughs> Rossellini's on screen. Back in the day, from like she was in shit before this, and she was in shit after this. She like. She aged like fine wine. Oh my God. Like, she was one of my acquired taste middle school crushes. Because, and I think this is the reason, one of the chicks who was in a lot of those Emmanuel movies, they kind of (laughs) look the same. But, I mean, she does pop a tip tip or two in this movie. I I was going to
0: say, I was going to say, I used to get her and Adrian Barbeau mixed up. No, I
1: never got Adrian Barbeau mixed up because I.
0: it's the I get the hair, and but I I
1: love the fog so much. So I've seen the fog like a billion times.
0: Terrific movie, we yeah, love, very underrated. We, we love John Carpenter.
1: I've still never been able to sit through uh, Ghosts of Mars all the way through. though. I love John Carpenter, but it's, I'll admit.
0: it's still not the worst. It's John Precinct, Carpenter
1: movie. Precinct Thirteen on Mars. I, I've even saw the Asylum one with the obvious. The ones. that's oh.
0: that's that's my least favorite John Carpenter. Yeah, movie. I get that. I love Amber Heard, even though she shit on uh, uh, fucking Johnny Depp's bed or whatever. Man, we, She let, abused him and laughed about it on tape. And said he was an abuser. And, and sometimes
1: the, the crazy... Oh, I jostled the mic. I'm the, the, sorry, people.
0: The craziest women are the best in bed, so... They got that fire
1: snatch, yo. <laughs> Suck your soul out through the vein.
0: So let me tell a real quick story about uh, a couple of, uh, one one luminary to the Black Lodge and one of our... uh, Great friends. I take a bullet for him, but damn, his taste of movie sucks. So, our friends at Central Cinema, right down the road from the Black Lodge in Knoxville, Tennessee, they had a a period where they were just showing Lynch movies left and right, so I'm going to Central Cinema like every week. And, and they announced they are going to show Blue Velvet. It was on a Saturday. I'm like, I, Scott, you gotta see this movie because he he was sort of dipping his toe into the Lynch stuff and I'm like "This is he's a, a baby it's okay this is an accessible Lynch property come with us and it just so happened to coincide with our friend Brent who who is a I don't want to say sheltered movie wise but just he's 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 close minded he's close minded to he me. preferred dinner
1: uh, for dun- or dunces what dinner is for it? schmucks dinner for schmucks to the other guys yeah yeah yeah, bad taste, but hey, I love
0: him. We love you, but I knew going in that he was going to hate it, and I took <laughs> I took a a delight in knowing that he was going to hate it. But Scott was going to be a little more on the open minded, yeah. So we go and we watch it, and we go to the counter, and the people who work at Central Cinema, like uh, they're just they're 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 movie aficionados. They know their shit. I go up and I order what we're drinking right now, Pabst Blue Ribbon, and they had them on tap oh. because they they knew they knew. They knew their audience. That's a great tie-in. And I had Scott go to the uh, the counter and request a Heineken, and of course, the guy behind the counter <laughs> was like Heineken, fuck that shit. <laughs> and he didn't. They didn't get it. They didn't get the reference. They they got their stuff. And I, I ordered a, a Pabst Blue Ribbon for you know for the sake of the uh, the moment. And we sit down and we watch. And probably like twenty minutes in, like Brent is like paying attention. But I can see that he's like trying to figure out like where is this going? So he's he's not tapped out yet. Yeah. Um, Scott's into it. Scott's into it. Now we get to like an hour in and Brent's a fucking sleep. He he, he <sighs> he's he, done. He, he's he, checked he tapped out. out. He tapped out. And I look over at Scott and there's just a look of like, What the fuck am I watching? Which so is <sighs> I think I think over time that that Scott has processed it and has come to terms with that it it's a good movie. Brent, on the other hand, the well, entire that. ride home was like, i will never go to a fucking movie with you again. <laughs> so I should have known better than coming to this fucking movie. I mean, he doesn't get out often.
1: Poor guy. I love him to death. But yeah, when he told me I like dinner for schmucks, like me and Brandon left the other guys with our face literally sore from laughing. He's like, oh, I like Dinner for Schmucks. It's, I haven't seen Dinner for Schmucks yet. It is a four-laugh movie.
0: It's okay. It's okay. I, I own it. I love Steve Carell. I love Paul Rudd. But, That's my
1: least favorite Steve Carell thing ever.
0: But my, my first favorite line of dialogue in a movie of all time is, Bitches Leave. My second favorite line of dialogue <laughs> ever it is. is from the other guys. Somehow, the sound of your piss hitting the urinal it's feminine. is, is feminine. feminine. I don't know why that strikes
1: me so... It's the most random insult you can... It's the most denigrating insult and you can make. Never had Heineken before? Talking about fuck Heineken. My dad drinks Bud. Your dad's is a bitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> King wise. of beers,
1: ladies and gentlemen.
0: Hold on, we got a... Dorothy Valens, who... um. I don't know if you've ever seen the motif or or realized the motif, but David Lynch loves The Wizard of Oz. It's really, really obvious in Wild at Heart. Yeah, I got the... Dorothy Valens is named after Dorothy Gale. Yeah, I could see that. And I think it just has to do with, like, the the dreamlike quality of the... Wizard of Oz, because there's always that sort of heightened reality. Like, even in the serious stuff, there's sort of a a heightened reality to it.
1: All joking aside, it's a great song, too. I love Blue Velvet. That's the kind of shit my dad liked, Blue Velvet. And then I think it's The Stranger, but it's the song that the serial killer on the new season of Dexter really likes. Spoilers!
0: Run, 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 run run, run, run away. away. Oh! While Dorothy Valens is singing uh, "Blue Velvet," why don't you read us the synopsis? For, I will. For Blue now
1: Velvet. that we're several minutes in, And I've got glasses now. Okay, you and need to turn the light. I on. need a light. This Out is here. a very tiny cursive print. My weak eyes. Beneath the surface of small town, serenity, lies a dark domain where innocence dare not tread, and unpredictability is the norm. It is the haunting realm of Blue Velvet, spawned from the mind of David Lynch, Mulholland Drive, and Twin Peaks. Blue Velvet is a shocking, deeply disturbing, startling mixture of the heartfelt and the horrific clean-cut Jeffrey Beaumont, Kyle McLaughlin, realizes his Mayberry-like hometown is not so normal when he discovers a human ear in a field. His investigation catapults him into an alluring, erotic murder mystery involving a disturbed nightclub singer, Israel Rossellini, and a drug-addicted sadist, Dinner Dennis Hopper, and probably one of his best roles ever. Soon, Jeffrey is led deeper into their depraved existence to the point of no return. Glasses make a difference. That's tiny print.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're both getting old. I have to wear my glasses anytime I, I need to. You have to a you few away. more
1: years of not being able to. Like, I'm past 40. It's uh, it's no return. All the joy in life is dead. People out there listening, if you choose to eat a bullet on your 40th birthday, I get it. Don't do it, but I get it. Oh, beer, you? Yeah. Let's open another. We got to open. I, I had to chug most. Like, we've been sipping, but the. Can't remember when Brandon was saying something, and i was like, ah, it's time to chug. All right. I'm doing this one to Frank Booth. Frank Booth, Frank Booth, and PBR.
0: So let's let's break down a little more about the plot because th- this is a.
1: It has true of all of Lynch's properties. This and twin, the first season of Twin Peaks have. A narrative, proper narrative structure with a beginning, middle, and end. A plot that goes from A to B. You know, with... with I mean, there's weirdness in between, definitely. This is a very Lynchian movie. But it does have beneath the weirdness and Kyle McLaughlin's weird half-smile. He has 90% of the movie. <laughs> uh, like, there is a plot you can follow. Mulholland Drive just give up and enjoy the right I, I was thinking last night while I was watching this David Lynch isn't so much a filmmaker as a emotional artist he does tone pieces like he does he's,
0: he's he wants catch, you
1: to feel away
0: he he's the master of cinematically filming a feeling
1: yes absolutely yeah that's exactly how I felt and again it was last night trying to watch this movie half asleep after a pretty hard day at work. Uh, and just being like, you know, he, he, like, cause Mulholland Drive has no plot. You could say there's a story, there's no plot. There are elements and isolated things you could take to, to narrate, to, to stitch one together, but watching that movie scene to scene, it just pulls you into the mood and feeling of each scene. And oh yeah, this scene ties back to another scene. Then there's the overarching story. But it's really about how you feel watching the movie. Yeah, you and, can't argue that. And,
0: well, and, I'll hit you. And, uh,
1: get drunk now. I, I'm
0: going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about <laughs> narrative motifs that have gone through a lot of Lynch's work. And it's the idea of either a doppelganger or a mirror self. And in Mulholland Drive, Mulholland Drive is the story of you You get to see the idealized Hollywood dream of somebody from a small town coming to uh, Hollywood, Hollywood yeah. to make it and, and it's it's bright and colorful and it's everybody's got a smile on their face and it's the, the world is at you know at your taking. And it's but, the inverse. And then you have the reality that not everybody makes it. I and, understand and, and, that. And there is a murder mystery tied into all this stuff, but that's sort of secondary. But it's the feeling, yeah, that's of, the, of, of overjoyed at, juxtaposed with hopelessness that is and so crime masturbation. Yeah, well,
1: that's that's one of the <laughs> that's one of the happen- <laughs> But no, like like that's what makes a Lynch movie a Lynch movie. Like when, the first time I sat down, like I'm going to watch Eraserhead, he guided how I felt that whole movie. Yeah. I mean, he like I belong to him, and I I just well, went with it.
0: And and here and you can speak to this because you're you know you have a household full of children and God and, damn it, and a an racer head at its core is really a fear a, a, a of a children fe- fear of you know parenthood. Be afraid! Don't have kids. I
1: see. I have stepkids. I had to skip the diaper poop. Stuff with them, but that also made me miss a lot of the cute stuff. Now I get like sometimes heartwarming, beautiful. I love all of these kids. I would die for them and kill for them. But on a daily basis, it's hey, how you doing? Okay, love you too. That's the best I can hope for, and the worst can be horrible. But there are moments, but like the fear of you're, I am, me and Sarah are ultimately responsible in the, the day for keeping these people alive. Luckily, I just happened to join in. Earlier Now, I did help raise a kid who I thought was mine, but wasn't. So, I know that fear of, like, this kid could die tonight if I, like, put the wrong thing in their crib. And that's totally expressed beautifully. In uh, Eraser. Eraser. Sorry, Isabella Rossellini. Like, her hair doesn't really do it for me. There's her and the chick who was in Cat People that really.
0: Oh, Natasha Kinski. Kinski,
1: yeah. they, they were daughter? Yeah, they were like my 80s boners. Like, when I was wanting to be edgy, my 80s edgy boners.
0: Yeah, uh, she she's fucking fine, and her daughter and her 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 father. Her a, daughter. Her
1: daughter. Her, her daughter would be our age. I her her,
0: her father Klaus Kinski, one of the great actors. I watched of all a
1: time. whole special uh, uh thing about how they filmed that movie about where he's like a landlord.
0: Yeah, he's the the Nazi that lives in the, the yeah. Marine. How, how the, the people offered to kill him.
1: Like, we'll kill him, and you can get the insurance money.
0: Yeah. Klaus, they weren't kidding. Klaus Kinski was a fucking nightmare. And only, like, he had, like, th- maybe three kids. And only one of them came to his funeral. Only did. Oh, yeah, only one. But, yeah. Sorry, back to the movie, like, <laughs> Frank. So, this Frank. is the, this is basically the first we're hearing about Frank. And we have Jeffrey, who is, he's in a voyeuristic point of view now where he's, He's he's seeing this woman who's disrobed, and he's going to be found out. And it's a really this is where the erotic, this is where the weird kinky parts of yeah. like
1: my sexuality burgeoning at like twelve years old. I'm like, I thought it was just boobs and you know dick and vagina. Like I think this is one of the reasons like, I had a huge panty fetish in late middle school to early high school, and I think this and Ellen Ripley from Alien oh, yeah. cemented that. Now I don't really so much. Oh, crap.
0: So, her her arc is about her, her son has been taken away from her by Frank Booth and his, and his yeah. gang. And they're basically using the same That is
1: leverage to rape this woman it's, repeatedly.
0: It's fucking... This is a horrifying awful.
1: plot. When you break it down to the actual plot elements and story elements, this woman's living a nightmare.
0: and And she's mentally... Beaten to the point where when she realizes that Jeffrey is in there, she's she's almost fucking turned on by it because she's been conditioned to it. Like, that's fucked up. Like, that's this incredibly fucked up. This, this,
1: this is a horror. I like how she takes off the wig to pop it down and then <laughs> put it right back on. Or does her hair almost look like, I don't know. Otherwise, she's getting ready. Getting ready for... For baby. This. On it okay, I, I'm maybe I'm making up a memory in my head. Is this the movie Dennis Hopper won an Oscar for?
0: No, he won for Easy Rider. Easy Rider. And, and, and here's the thing. When doing what research I did for this, like I had always thought that he he was either nominated or won. I did one nominated, and he he. I think he got nominated for um, supporting like um, Golden a Golden Globe, Globe or um, like the you buy those. And okay,
1: in my head, I knew this. Like this is one of his landmark. Obviously, Easy Rider, which I'm sorry, I'm not a boomer from the '60s. It's an okay movie with a little pretentious ending. No man, we never I, come. I, I And then really they shoot like, him. I'm all for shooting. I think every movie should end with hippies getting shot in the highway. <laughs>
0: I, I I love Easy Rider, but it's it's a movie that's it's entirely of the time. It's entirely of the time and it's a movie that like hinges entirely on its cast. Oh, div- yeah. Div- Jack
1: Nicholson, Peter Fonda, and uh, Dennis, Dennis Hopper, Hopper are amazing. Peter Fonda should never have th- thought to play RoboCop and go get fucked.
0: I mean, I don't blame him for wanting to play RoboCop. I, Check that out in the archives, what people, they might to do- find out what we're talking about.
1: We could be what we might not know about Peter Fonda. He could say that about every lead role in every movie, because you know he's Peter Fonda, so he can get into the studio, and he was just saying who was going to buy it. Yep. Hey, I- I'm Peter Fonda. I'm ready to be this Indiana I'm- Jones character you're talking about. <laughs>
0: Hey, I'm Peter I wanna, Fonda. I've heard of the be Kaiser Soze. I want to see that movie. I want to see that movie. Right, and here's the thing. I don't know. I don't know what Peter, Funder, uh, Peter, Peter Fonda, Fonda has or has not done, but <laughs> Kevin Spacey on the other yeah. hand. So maybe he would have I been... wish he would have been
1: Usual Suspect so I could still enjoy that movie with a clean conscience because it's one of my favorite Scooby-Doo, Caper, Crime Noir 90s movies of the era. It... Like I love that movie so much. Yeah, like I don't have a domination fet- fetish, but when a when a woman aggressively tells me to strip, it's it's probably because this movie And I get turned on. <laughs> His hair, the little swooper he took off the shirt—it bothers me. Nothing. See, she is. She's so you, broken that she is turned on now. Do you know, you she has power.
0: The lighting on her face. Yeah, it's it's that's, like a it's, glow. It's very noir. And that's another element to this movie we haven't really talked about. Is even though this is a color film, um, the way it's lit is very. Noir nineteen nineteen
1: twenties. 1920s. uh, Brandon says this is
0: set in I don't see any 80s stuff in it. I mean, the the cars are all like like 70s 70s cars. Like,
1: at most, this is like that.
0: This is. This is is a poor town of people. You're right.
1: I think think, think I'll give you that. Let me see that dick. See, she's just like Laura Dern, but she's just more direct. She's a grown-ass woman. Like, She'll get that dick. I hope the actor Kyle McGlockman had me. the respect to have a boner when she did that. And she, that's the only way. She, to... she tells him not to look at her. Yeah, just like that. She is aping her abuser. Yeah, she's it's... carrying the trauma forward. But later on, when they're getting down and dirty, she craves the abuse, too. She's like, hit me. And, and honestly, that fucking, opened he, a dark part of my middle school heart. And he
0: fucking does, yeah. He he. It's a weird, it's a weird transition because this movie is ultimately about the corruption of good. Yeah, because it's going to happen organically or in, inorganically. You know, no one is perfect, and this idealized version of reality. You know, we're seeing the the crack of the veneer, and and her telling him to hit her and stuff like she's she's corrupting him in the way that she's been corrupted Corrupted, and it's a weird carrying
1: the cycle of abuse forward and
0: it's a weird coming of age thing because he's he's you know on that that teeter-totter of like childhood and and i wish i could have been molested by (laughs) isabella rossellini growing up hey man it's not it's not too late hey you got some wiener action (laughs)
1: Couldn't really, it didn't show up as well on VHS. Like, get yeah, Blue Ray, that's noise.
0: I have to, I, I, I want to speak ill of myself for once. Um, Criterion so, yeah. has a beautiful 2K restoration of Blue Velvet, and I just have the standard Blu-ray. I the need Piece to, of shit I'm leaving, I, this is over. I agree, I, I am a piece of shit. You know why? Why? David Lynch is notorious. Stop. Frank fucking booth on screen, was... people. Dennis Hopper. It's your daddy, and, you shithead.
1: <laughs> it, my favorite fucking role he ever did acting wise. There are roles he did that I liked the character more, like his weird alcoholic assistant coach in Hoosiers. Honestly, for some reason, he I won, fucking
0: love he that. Won an, he won an
1: Academy Award for Hoosiers. Hoosiers. Okay, yes. see that's but like hold on. Okay, anyway, quickly, hold on. We got. We'll talk. Jump back to what he was saying. This is. You yeah, know, this is how I learned to love a woman and scold a child. <laughs> Spread Bill, your legs. Bill Brask. <laughs> Bill Brask. Uh, oh, wait. No, 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 no. Pick it up. To Bill Brask. <laughs> to Bill Brask. Any of you too young to not wow. know that reference? Google it. Spread your leg. He's got a drink. He's now showing. Pimp ass leather jacket, demanding to see vagina. Like in all actuality, he's a horrible rapist. But like the first time I saw, it, I just didn't get it because you're just thrown into this the, guy.
0: The great the, the thing about a great villain is that even though they're doing awful things, you still like you're him. you're drawn to them. Yeah, he's so magnetic. Don't, don't you, you fucking, fucking look, look at, at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go home. <laughs> the
1: next day, my wife's off, I'm gonna tell her that she'll probably hit me. But don't you fucking look at me. Actually, no, she could come home from work one day tired and I just, she'd just start crying when she be... here's he's huffing his mystery huff. It's such a... It's school girl panty smell. It's
0: such an interesting character touch yeah, that, like, is what? not necessary. No. He'd still be just... Mommy. Mommy. Oh. Mommy baby wants to fuck.
1: No. Oh. This is the, the most fucking weird sex scene in Mommy. the mainstream Mommy. movie cinema. I never, I never. loves loves you, you, Frank. Frank. (laughs) Baby Baby wants wants to to fuck. fuck. Like there are other weirder sex scenes, and like independent. (laughs) You
0: fuckers, fucker, fucker, fucker.
1: (laughs) Like slaughtered vomit dolls has weirder shit, but you know he
0: he punches her,
1: and she blood like the look of satisfaction on her face. That's how he's broken her, and she needs that. Breakiness. Maybe to maybe to disassociate from reality where the only reason she's doing this is to keep her kid alive. Well,
0: and, and I have to think, to a point, it, it's like the more she gives in and just lets him do what he wants, the, the less the violence is going to be retaliated yeah. upon her. Because, I mean, he...
1: But the violence is an inexorable part for her. Well, like, he might beat the shit out of her had she not, but it, that original hit's what did it for her. Like, she is... There's a part of her that's, like, Stockholm Syndrome. Don't you Don't fucking you look, look at, me. at me! Don't you fucking look at me!
0: I I, I would be lying if I didn't say that I didn't quote this shit. <laughs> Every <laughs> in, time he has sex. In, 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 in polite society. Um, Daddy's coming home! <laughs> <laughs> Don't I've, you fucking look
1: at me! I've just never... <laughs> Like the rage. See that would that that had no spark in my wheel. Like I knew I didn't want to be like All Frank right. Booth, but when she has to be hit and he hits her, that did her jiggle my wiener.
0: I just sent a video to you fairly recently of David Lynch putting panties in his mouth for weirdly edited and and in this, he's that's how I fuck every time. Yeah. I mean
1: that's how that's how I just grinding, don't pull your pants all the way down, leave your boots on, pump for (laughs) literally about 30 seconds. This is how Brandon learned to love a woman. Yeah, that that was like 15 seconds. That wasn't even 30 seconds.
0: He's he's economic.
1: He's got shit to do.
0: Yeah. He punches her. He punches her for looking. That's her orgasm. (laughs) Fucked fucked up to say. I apologize. Hashtag cancel.
1: (laughs) Ladies, if you like to be hit during sex, that's fine. But if you... You don't have to like getting hit by your child's kidnapper. That's where we at the Brands from the Black Lodge draw the line. You can enjoy getting hit, but you shouldn't have to be hit to keep your kid alive. Uh, And no other lines will be drawn.
0: I will will speak favorably of some of my past lovers who were uh, very fond of being choked. Shout out to Brent Fox. (laughs) Brent Fox, yeah.
1: (laughs) Don't fucking look at me! (laughs)
0: I could see um, him doing that to a I,
1: woman, not having it done.
0: I, uh, I had a, a lady, a lady friend who I work, I met at work. Oddly enough, um, one of my uh, you know utilizing my job. To I'm calling up. HR. I actually dated the woman in HR as well, but that's a different story. That's okay. I used to fuck my manager. It was all good. <laughs> but uh, her, name, her name was Elizabeth, and we're, we're still on good terms. And um, I have to say, uh, given the right opportunity, I'd be up in that shit again if I could be. But um, ask her if her guts are lonely. Yeah, well, she's, she's married. But. Um, We'll, we'll see if those matrimonial... matrimonial bio, uh,
1: 50%, over
0: 50% of marriages don't last. Me and Sarah are too
1: old. We're going to last just by default. But come, I'll help you. And then he takes care of her. And that weirdly trauma bonds them. <laughs> Dorothy Sobs. Dorothy Sobs is the subject. That's not a blanket. Get her a real... I don't like I that. don't like that. What do you want? <laughs> just the tip, baby. Just the tip he's like are you alright after Frank Booth raped,
0: raped her and beat the Be- shit out of her and
1: beat the shit beat but not beat the shit you want to beat the shit that's uh, irreversible by whatever Um, Cas- Cas- Casper Casper Noe's irreversible basically that woman has like a seven minute rape scene to like that weird low tones that make you sick
0: fair enough sorry <laughs> let's let's uh, let's cut through lynch real quick before we move on to okay. talking about a little bit about Kyle mclaughlin um Eraserhead, The Elephant Man, Dune, Blue Velvet, Wild Heart, Lost Highway, The Straight Story, which is a Disney movie, mind you. never Oh, is that the balloon or the lawnmower guy? Yeah, 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 I've seen that. Never that's mind. such a good movie. It
1: is. That's his most narratively accessible movie. Now,
0: even that movie gets weak yeah. points. Uh, Inland Empire, which stands as my least favorite Lynch movie I've today. not seen it.
1: I mean, we were talking about it pre- prior to recording.
0: Uh, Fire Walk With Me, and that's Twin great. Peaks one, 1 and 2, Although he's less involved with season two until the end. Which yeah, was the that's the bizarre end. But, that's Lynch friendship. all the way. But in season three of Twin Peaks, I don't know if you're aware of this, because I don't know wow. how far you've made it in, but uh, Ernie Hudson has a role. And you know what Ernie Hudson was in? Ghostbusters. You we just got, busted got busted. on a
1: David Lynch episode. This is the poster,
0: by the way. It the is the poster.
1: Like, yeah, like... Her, like that movie when I saw my it. My like,
0: nipple is getting hard. My nipple hard. is
1: getting hard. Like her, her accent always did it for me. You, you can, can touch, touch it. it. Like this is all so fucked up. This is a horrible situation. Kid, get the fuck. Like this is his innocence getting corrupted. And he's a from the person whose innocence was corrupted.
0: Do you like the way I feel? See, it's because she's become identifiable. Her, her, her self worth is tied up in, in her sexuality. In sexuality.
1: That's what's keeping her kid alive. That's yeah. keeping her day to day going. That's her job. That's everything. Hit me. Hit me. It's so fucked up. I don't
0: and know. And she fucking begs for it. I and- mean,
1: I have, in the past, been with one particular woman who dated very briefly, who was into sick, kinky shit that actually pushed it too far, and I kind of had to nicely break it off, but, like, there is a, a an animal element in me, and I think it responded to this. Like, Donna, I don't want to be Frank Booth, but, like, Kyle and fucking Isabella Rossellini, maybe I did want to be...
0: Yeah, it's 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 fucked up because he doesn't do it this time. But he does but it. But he does it later Again, on. Again, like you said,
1: it's corrupt it's innocence corrupt. Because
0: he's he has the seed in him and it's going to grow. He's got
1: the the mark, the blood, out damn <laughs> spot. He's marked by all this.
0: Let's let's talk a little bit uh about Kyle Can actually, you know what? No, we, we we've glossed over something that we we have to address. Is Twin Peaks birth from Blue Velvet? Is Blue Velvet the, the blueprint? This is
1: his doppelganger. Talk about motifs. Kyle MacLachlan is the younger doppelganger. I'm not saying he is Agent... I'm blanking on the name because I'm buzzed. Agent Cooper. Agent Cooper. That's not Dale Cooper, but that's his in-universe doppelganger going down a weird separate path. This is in-universe Twin Peaks is a city that exists on a map in this world that they could drive to where the story happens years later because this is not in the 80s. Okay,
0: so here's the thing. This takes place in Lumberton, I think. is Lumberton, also a
1: wood-related town. Yes,
0: and it's uh, an idyllic town. But all the seedy underbelly it's, exist when you look for it. The idea, inspiration, the the
1: framework of Twin Peaks is built from this.
0: And I I feel like this is this is the point where David Lynch got kind of hung up on narrative motif of Americana, the, I, and Americana the corruption, of the it. corruption, but also on wait,
1: hold on, white light. I mean, get a weird random. I just love the distorted spit. This is like one of the part. most lynchian random scenes. Of the... There's just a true romantic right there.
0: <laughs> it's fucking awful. I'm
1: going I'm to... Actually, my wife probably be at work now it's again. dark. Hate me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so bad. But it's funny, is it? It's fucked up that like... Especially us being horror fans... Like, a lot of our fandom is driven by the villain, and being a wrestling fan, a lot of my fandom is driven by the villain, and it's, like, uh, I'll, I'll talk about, um, uh, what were their name not Ebert, uh, Ebert and Siskel. Siskel and Ebert. They, they were very hard on this movie because of the demoralizing nature of Dorothy Valens, and they said that you shouldn't identify with the villain. And, and agreeably, you shouldn't. But the Being perform-
1: drawn by and enraptured by a performance is not the same as... Identifying sympath- with... A- Identifying. Yeah. I don't want to hit women and hunch on them for 15 seconds. I like taking my pants and shoes off the fuck. Maybe I'm weird like that. <laughs> I'm just, you know, call me old-fashioned, but all these... I'm not into microwave fucking, like just moving the panties to the side.
0: No, no, I wear full pantaloons. See,
1: Laura Dern, like like the is she's going to get, she might let you hit it doggy style after you fuck missionary like 20 or 30 times.
0: You haven't dated her like three years. To yeah, get that. to <laughs> get
1: doggy style. She'll give you a hand job, but blowjobs are <laughs> birthdays and anniversaries <laughs> only. And you know what? I'd still do it. Yeah. Okay. She, she's got those fuck me eyes on him right now but now he's all hung up and he probably hit her And
0: he does <sighs> yeah he does he, yeah, got, he does, he oh, does okay. yeah her. and it, it's this escalation of violence like the the, the through line is the, the violence begets violence and I god. kept an off
1: mic comment that we would share off mic you should thank me you'd have to re-edit this whole thing but anyway <laughs> I <right>, know like <laughs> oh god I just to like, oh, my God, people will hear what I'm about to say. Like, okay, before we did, Brandon poured one shot of the horal jet fuel Travarski. There's about probably three shots left. I chugged those. I chugged a beer. I'm almost done with my second. I'm and buzzed. And the movie's getting into the dark. Where he's being pulled into the darkness of the underbelly. See- Sheik, right now, this is all, This is this is his life rope or a lifesaver that he pushes away. He could end all this right now.
0: Her father, and this is something we're talking about, is, is, you know, is the person who's in charge of, of the case. So he did his civic duty, He you know whether he should have brought them to the ear or give it to Yes, him, he thought it. he was doing all right. He thought he was doing the right thing, but he's unable to let this go because he's bored. It's the boredom of just, the perfect pie-in-the-sky idealized version of... You know the 1950s reality.
1: He talks about going home to help at the hardware store. And as far as I've seen in the entire movie, he just goes in and gets the overalls and the thing. He hasn't worked hour one. <laughs> it says poor blind man and the other elderly African American man that are working there by themselves unaided. He's a, he's a he's an entire he, you know fucking.
0: I mean, there you you're you're joking, but there is some somewhat. He's very sincere.
1: He's not done the part he said he's doing. He's not come home to help
0: shit. You know he's he's engaged in sexual acts with an abused woman. He's courting a, a girl, high schooler, a high school who's dating
1: somebody. Home? Hold on, this is important thousands Mm -hmm. of robbers like she still has this hope she represents hope and the eye the way the world should work and and the light and the love and he's being
0: he's corrupted he's corrupted
1: like that drop of blood was the initial
0: start of the but by the end of this movie no one is innocent like everybody has had their hands dirty to some degree because innocence is bullshit hell Satan (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's what, I mean, that's what have cured a lot of these issues.
1: If they'd just been hailing Satan. Yeah. Don't rape women. Hail Satan. You're don't, a neat girl. No, you're a neat girl. So are you. <laughs> that was another thing I had a note of, where she's like, yeah, a neat guy. But, like, the first thing she says is, so are
0: you. Right, let's talk a little bit about Kyle. Um fuck you So, cow. His, his... Fucking Fucking fuck his, his first... Movie uh, role was as Paul Atreides in Dune. That was his first. I did not know that. Yeah, that was his first, and he's been working with Lynch on and off. Uh, Every time Lynch calls, he'll say yes. But he was the only person considered for the role of Jeffrey Beaumont in this movie, and I can't and, see anybody and, else. And I, I can't either. He has such an innocent quality to him. And and now he's confronting. And this is the point where May he's I shifting could, yeah. from
1: voyeur fully, to interacting,
0: fully with, innocent to becoming, you know, at least in the gray area. Yeah, of of the plot. Um, Agent Dale Cooper in Twin Peaks is fucking sing-trial. amazing. Everything i have seen is, again. I always
1: I've tried to watch season three twice. And I always stop at the Michael Sarah. As Marlon Brando biker monologue,
0: Wally Brando
1: is <laughs> Wally Brand. Like I'm just like okay, I need a time to process this. I'll get past it. I love his. What are you? The guy just wandering around in the Cooper body. Oh, that would be Dougie Jones. Dougie Jones. I love his um Bob. Like I love oh, he's great. Evil,
0: evil Cooper is the reason why. And and I'm. This is. Maybe controversial, but i I really feel like they're missing out in the m c u with him playing a villain i, think <laughs> I when they relaunch the x men I think he should be magneto I'm, oh damn, that would be good. I could see that turn take his hair from white or black to white, and Heineken
1: uh, man uh, bull <sighs> fuck Heineken. It's bullshit we're. We're I don't remember the like line. I'm way too we're, buzzed. We're like a
0: scene off from from that point because uh, they get taken away and then uh, they they come back and then that's when he's like, "What are you drinking?" And he says, "Heineken. Heineken. Fuck that shit. Pabst yes. Blue Ribbon. Pabst Blue Ribbon." I like. I
1: I've had a sixer Pabst PBR in my fridge for a couple of weeks and I forgot it, so I had to buy one, which is a little colder. Uh, Cause I only bought it at the food city down from your house uh, for a couple weeks waiting. Cause there is no other drink that, you know, true men of s- movie scholarship, sophistication, sophistication <laughs> sexiness should drink watching this movie. Um, um, his light, like I just like every, his shot composition is a man. And then like, I think this is the only scene in the movie where something true, like we get to the core he, of Frank, either. that one scene where he's obsessed with watching her and connecting with something that he is so depraved and gone from, that that one he, scene of the entire movie, that one half shot, where he's watching her he's sing, s- holding the blue velvet,
0: yeah,
1: is the only connection to a human and not just a monster. So we here we have Frank Booth's
0: uh, gaggle of... Brad Dorf. Brad Dourif, we have um, still haven't Jack- watched Chucky much. I'm, I'm oh, apparently everybody's telling me. it's fucking great. But we also have Jack Nance, Jack. who was in a Racer Head. He's the titular uh, car- uh, character, a long time Lynch collaborator. Um, um, one of the uh, major characters in the first two seasons of Twin Peaks, Pete Martell, who yeah. f- actually finds um, Laura Laura Palmer. Laura Palmer. She's dead wrapped in plastic. And then his his other big contribution is, Don't drink that coffee. There's a fish in the percolator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this is uh where a little more of the plot is coming into into effect. You you see this this a uh, factory or warehouse or whatever, where Jeffrey's going to stake out later and he takes pictures and He's 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 gone full on PI during all of this. It's this is it's a weird. Little, like his
1: neo noir noir. It's David it,
0: it's very it's a detective story Sam, with no de- very Sam Spade. Yeah, um, it's very much in line with that whole idea, but it's pulled back enough to where it's it's not a professional doing this. And he's leaving a lot of... He's leaving a trail that's going to inevitably bite him back into his See, ass. that's the
1: only modern thing. The chip bags, Doritos. It's the only thing that links us to modern times, damn it.
0: Lumberton. Lumberton seems like a, a place that you would not want to be. Like like this, you'd have to watch people be a voyeur or a... You There's know, a, nothing... A, an independent detective to Oh, keep there's any Mike. Kind of excitement. Sorry, dude. I'm fucking your girlfriend. Not yet, but I'm I'm going. a
1: gaper holes out, motherfucker. <laughs> You're late, I'm sorry.
0: You wanna go talk to him? Roe, v, v, Roe hey,
1: v. Wade, bitch. Be like, dude, I ain't even snuck in a pinky yet. She's helping me get with this other bitch. She's my wing bitch.
0: You know, the, the fucked up thing is that that's kind of true. Yeah. It's like he's he's having a romantic relationship it's with
1: Laura. Toast. It's a French sa- toast. That looks like a sandwich
0: from that angle. Never mind. I don't know. But he's having a, re- a romantic relationship with Laura Dern's character. But it's, it's not romantic, it's it's flirtatious. It's well it's the beginnings it's a, of what will lead beginning. to a a romantic relationship, but he's having a sexual a sexually charged relationship with Dorothy Valens. I
1: just noticed that earring. I think this is the scene every time I watch this movie that I just noticed he's wearing an earring. Never mind. I
0: saw it's, the yellow man yeah, going he, to
1: Frank's... Food. His uh, uh, this, His names for people. It's very like Lynch would probably say if he sells some weird guy at a grocery store, I saw the plaid man. You know, he bought a lot of stuff with coupons
0: and held up the line. Can I, can I say for the obvious I love David Lynch? He's just as a human being, he's so, he, he, he enjoys life so much that I like,
1: legit got obsessed with his weather reports during the pandemic. There, they were a comforting, calm eye of the storm of stress. There, there was a. Why of, does he not just have like he's in a car and nobody's noticing? His little camera rig
0: bothers me. Because because he's a spy. That's, That's true. it's true. It's the naivete in the distance. Of, of there a, was a murder, but it's a, the naivete of a person who who fi- he's wanting to be a detective but not really being one. That's he's true. He's taking precautions that aren't even necessary because. He has the spy idea in his head. But back to David Lynch. Yes. He released a couple of really, or there were videos released of him during during the pandemic, or b- became viral during the pandemic that are just hilarious. There's one where it's him sitting in the backseat of a car, and it's him drinking a Coca-Cola out of a can and eating a cookie. And he's like... Today I've drank two, yes. two Coca Colas, and I ate a cookie. Wow! And he's so ex- enthusiastic about it, and it's the it's the joy of just the little things that like he he. I don't know. I mean, I think I, in
1: his day to day life, he is the character of the bartender they wrote into the Cleveland Show for him. <laughs> That's how he just lives his life. I'd, I'd almost forgot he'd even did that. I really had to do a double take when I was like, David Lynch, like, do they mean that? Holy shit, it's Seth, that David Lynch. You
0: know, Seth MacFarlane, I could I could give him a lot of shit for a lot of things. Because y'all look alike. But that is funny. He's the millionaire Brandon Lane. that's true. We do look alike, motherfucker. Um... Yeah, David Lynch. There was so. another video that leaked, and I had seen this video because it's on the third season uh, Blu-ray of of Twin Peaks. But it's this—it's one of the production assistants who is like saying, Stop.
1: hey. Stop. I, I, before you start, this is him trying to corrupt the good around him because the corruption is trying to spread. So I'm sorry. This is just that scene with Laura Dern. He yeah, reached over and he, kissed her. And she's like, please don't. That's she she the, wants the, it. The tent, she she all, wants it, but there's a wall up. There is a wall up, but I mean, I'm just saying that's, and that's how she kind of gets infected was this initial thing. Like you said, your your innocence
0: corrupted motif continues. Anyway, assistant. So they're, they're shooting uh, a fairly infamous scene of the third season of Twin Peaks. And in the scene, it's in, um it's in the bar and it's uh, one of the Renault brothers, behind the counter, and then there's a guy just sweeping. And this scene goes on for a really long time. And people have analyzed this from every fucking direction of, like, what does it mean? And there's the production assistant, or, like, one of the People involved with the production who comes to Lynch as they're shooting this and is like, "Hey, you know, we need to like we need to wrap this up. The scene's going on too long." And he fucking blows up. And when Lynch gets angry, it's like it's like seeing your grandfather get angry. It's just like unsettling. He's like, "What do you mean the scene's going on too fucking long? How long does the scene need to be? This is bullshit." We <laughs> you
1: fought know a really good land. We
0: fought wars over this kind of stuff. <laughs> so he's. He's just incensed that somebody would challenge his intest his
1: Integ- like,
0: integrity as his, an artist. Yes, and people have analyzed this scene every way back and forth of like what does it mean? But they're kind of missing the point. It's like he just wanted the scene to be as long as it was. And
1: are you a good boy or a bad boy? What do you mean? Do you want to do- see? This is really where the Maybe I'm a bad boy in my brain. Don't let kids watch this movie. I was so, way too. I should not have been rented
0: this movie. Have you Have you seen the movie? And I'm blanking on what it's called. Uh, it follows. Oh yeah, about I love the sexually that movie. the sexually transmitted STD demon. Yeah. yeah. Do you think this is the origin of the STD? Demon? Oh my god, that's a,
1: It is now. So sad.
0: Because every bad thing that is. Happened in this movie is violently so sex related. sexually
1: related, and it's Frank Booth's ghost. <laughs> titties, <laughs> hey, I some titties and some pubes. Do it. Oh, and he
0: hit her, and she's fucking delighted. You know,
1: by it. sometimes you got to do things outside of your comfort zone to please your lovers. This scene right here the weird it's like, stutter effect. Yeah,
0: it th- 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 this is like. This is like what you would watch uh, an episode of Wild Kingdom, and they would have like where the the tigers attacking the, the gazelle, and it would be stunning yeah. because t- t- they not want to show all of yeah. And it's or, like it, it, I don't know. What I that have is. your disease in me now. Yeah. See, sex demon.
1: <laughs> yeah, sex demon. I that's not. It's not I head will cannon. be right this back. Is fact. I gotta admit, I'm Mike. I have a girl's bladder. Shame on me. I've got to go pee.
0: Well, as you're doing that, we'll we'll talk about Isabel, Isabella Rossellini, who plays. Don't the be role, talking about
1: her while I'm trying to pee? and My dick will get all hard. Well,
0: sorry, you got to <laughs> you, you, you do what you got to do out of sight of me. But Dorothy Valens, um, she has a, a role in *Wild at Heart*, which is another David Lynch film. Um, *Death Becomes Her*, which is a very very popular film in the in the '90s, and she also has a role in *Wyatt Earp*. Um. One of the more interesting turns is that um, she did these series of sex vignettes um, involving animals. And if you haven't seen any of these, they are so fucking bizarre. Go onto YouTube, type in Isabella Russellini Sex animals, and that will sh- surely bring up to them. But it's it's like the uh, the life cycle of certain animals and how they reproduce, and it's it's done with like people in costumes and puppets, and it's so fucking weird. But how this ended up, I have no idea. But it's one of those weird things that just is sort of a spice of life situation, and I'm glad that it exists. Have you seen any of Isabella Rossellini's? Uh, Thing she did for like it's like the learning channel or one of those things where it's like her talking about sex. No, because I'm not at home masturbating to it right now. <laughs> they're they're so bizarre. So uh, her accent talking about. So, I'll hear, uh. so we have the first meeting between Jeffrey and Frank Booth, which is this is like the, the basically the moment where he becomes. Uh, a target and not just uh the innocence is gone he's full yeah on. he's
1: he's in that world now he's fully on into the uh into the plot. I love Brett Dorf's outfit right here <laughs> like I just the shiny ass suit the way it hit, hips cocked hands on the hip, and you've got jack match yeah, the back, the and back and of and the hat the,
0: and I'm sure not sure who the other Goon three yeah goon goon number three goon C. <laughs> Get your fucking robe. Come on, we're gonna go for a joyride. But yeah, he's he's, he's uh, Brad Durf is, is dressed like a member of uh, <laughs> Wham. I was gonna I was gonna say like uh, flock um, of seagulls. Uh, well, no, I was gonna say like bad not bad company. Fuck. Um, <sighs> I can't remember the name of it. I was going to say some fucking Electro uh, New Wave group, and I'm blanking on their fucking name. Um, Human League. They're like somebody from the Human League. or uh,
1: I don't know who that is. I've had sex with a woman before, so.
0: (laughs) I was working in a a cocktail bar. That much is true. (laughs) You can sing it all you want, but uh, I grew up on heavy metal. Don't you want me? <laughs> That's the rest of the podcast. <laughs> He's gonna sing random
1: podcast <laughs> or song clips till I hear till I recognize this is it. So they're going on a joy right yeah. now and they're
0: they're going oh, to Oh, it's
1: not beer. I grabbed my energy drink I was expecting beer. It's horrible. This Dude. is it. I love I want that sign. I want that woman in pink. <laughs> <laughs> Just so disinterested in smoking. So, oh, here
0: we go. This is uh, D- Dean Stockwell, who R.I.P. Uh, man re- recently passed away. Um, best known as Al from
1: a show I loved as a child till it Quince got of all Le-
0: it's Heineken. All Fuck that shit. Yes, Path Blue, Blue
1: Ribbon. Ribbon. I'm gonna crack open a new one. Brandon's. Oh wait, he's he's killing his his second. I was gonna, you know, use very moralizing you mean, you know, probably sexually inappropriate terms for him, but he's a man. He's a champion, Eddie Travis. To let you know, dual champion, dual champion. That's right.
0: I love uh, surprises.
1: Nobody's gonna make a run at the the rant's belt. It's not even up for grabs. <laughs> I'd like tell, I'd like, hey, I have it on record that if Brandon dies and I can get in here before his parents, I can have whatever. Yeah, he said that. Yeah, that's true. I'm taking the belt. I'll leave them some
0: stuff to remember you by. You have the wrestling ruin belt, too. Fuck them. I'll take it. They got to come to me.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I I was a fan of wrestling when Smoky Mountain was a thing for a few years. That's all I know. Although I'm mad that Jerry the King Lawler was not third chosen when y'all were picking your uh, commentary and and manager people. Jim Cornette's who you want. That's the right decision to make. Bobby the Brain Heenan, I get that. It would have been a toss up between Jerry the King Lawler was not third. I think he's, you got him. I, like I, I, I did choose him, though. But it took several turns. You should have snapped him up immediately. Shame. Anyway, let's back to the badass movie and not like vagina drying wrestling podcast. Let's let's <laughs>
0: let's talk, let's talk nope, a little nope, bit. Nope, about nope, nope. We're
1: going to back up. We got a cheer to Paps Blue Ribbon. Paps Blue Ribbon. There we go. I'm a bit more buzz. I'm sorry, Brandon. You continue where you want. We're going to talk
0: about Dennis Hopper, not Henry Dean Stanton. Since he's on the screen, that's, that's Dean Stockwell. No, Dean Harry Stockwell, Dean Harry Dean Stanton, <laughs> Harry Dean Stockwell, <laughs> Harry Dean. <laughs> <laughs> let's oh, yeah. talk. Let's talk about um, Frank, Booth Frank Booth specifically. The man, um, the myth, Dennis the Hopper, incredible actor. Um, one of the like counterculture actors of the nineteen sixties. I um, mean, you you appropriately called him a hippie. Do <laughs> you want me to pour it? No, I want you to fuck it. <laughs> Shit, yes. Pour the fucking. Beer. This is how I need to act
1: at every restaurant. <laughs> this how I decide. I'm we're going to Dick's Last Stamp Last Resort after this, and I'm going to be I'm going to get kicked out of there.
0: All right, cool. Yeah. I, I have no fucking problem with that. Fuck, fuck those people. Fuck Gatlinburg and fuck Dick's Last Resort. Let's drink to fucking. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're actually going to drink that. to fucking. <laughs> So this is a this is a weird <sighs> gathering of of people. Like
1: he's kind of a weird, classy, trap, campy, gay, weird thing. You're so fucking swab. Like who would not be such friend? You wouldn't think would be friends with such a coarse rapist. Just punches cow. <laughs> Here's the Ben. Next time I see Scott, that's how I'm doing him.
0: Here's the Ben. Be polite.
1: No, no, he might die if I hit him too hard.
0: In all sincerity, um poor uh Be better, man. Poor, poor Scott, he's hit another fucking rough patch. Um he's had some uh, health issues and he's going to have to take six, men- 6 months off from driving and uh yeah, he's yeah,
1: he I have to say this, I feel I'm innocent in all this. These people put a curse on him that oh you're never gonna make it to your thirty. I didn't know him before. The first time I think I met him physically was on for his thirtieth birthday, so I didn't put that evil on you, Scott. Be yeah. better, yeah, I, or get
0: better. Not uh, be better. Be better. <laughs> uh, we hung out yesterday. I, I showed him some films he had never seen before. Uh, I showed him the majesty that is Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. That was such a great movie. Um, he's He'd never seen Nothing But Trouble, so I showed him the new oh uh, Shout Factory Blu-ray of that. And uh, what was the other movie we watched? Uh, Salo. Yeah, Salo. 120 <laughs> Days of Salo. Um, no, shit, It was something else, and I'm fucking blanking on it. Uh, oh, uh, You Might Be the Killer, which is... Uh, a, yeah, yeah, a, a, or, yeah. That was a good a, one. Which is a nice little... Uh, turn up of uh, slasher films. It's got Allison Hannigan, man. Like
1: I, I had a thing for her since my stepmom's an alien and flutes and pussies. You know who's in
0: uh, your mother's step?
1: Dan Aykroyd, who's in Ghostbusters. I got Anthony Conversationalized busted. Woo! Woo!
0: I'm raising the roof. He is literally raising <laughs> the roof. So what do you think Dennis Hopper's raised film role is? Is, is this it? As a character
1: actor... Man, he's done so many good things. I like this more than Easy Rider. I'll say that hands down. I like Easy I love Easy Rider. It's a good movie of its time. As a character, like, I really loved Hoosiers, because I watched that growing up. Like, I think that was the movie that said so I have a weird kryptonite of, based on true story, sports movies. Like, you wouldn't... I don't like sports, but... um Sports. Yeah, I mean, speed. I'm sorry. He was really great. He's one of the best he's, villain turns. This he's, is a villain. He's the best. But it's not about an action hero villain dichotomy. He's the best part of speed. He is the best part of speed.
0: So I'm going to say this is his best role. Um, True Romance. He's great in that. Oh. Super Mario Brothers, which... King Koopa. He's... He was
1: there to just do his job, <laughs> eat the scenery. It's not a great movie.
0: I've always been an optimist. I saw that I, in the theater as a kid. So, so I'm like, yeah, I liked it. Super I, Mario Brothers is the Blade Runner of bad, no, bad yeah. superhero yeah, uh, see super that. video game movies. And we're finally going to get the alternate cut oh. of of super Mario brothers and the people they hired for this movie its like that whole situation. I've heard the back story. Like they, just a fucked situation, but he's they had, singing into a mic, he's
1: singing into a utility light. And I love that. Like,
0: and you know I'm what? not a skinny guy. Because he likes it, I like. But do you? Do, you, do you, I have a? I have a theory as why? to why he's doing this. Because it's given him that noir underlighting.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: I think it's just a means to an end. It's it's a it's a character quirk, but the, right. the but the but the effect is to give him that underlying underlighting, um, noir
1: effect. I, I get that. I just I always liked his jacket, but. It would only look good on a skinny guy. I just love the random people that are just... Hey, I've got a tray of glasses. (laughs) No smile for Frank. No.
0: This is such a weird party. It's like... I've had a lot of
1: weird parties.
0: Like... We're going to go to this gay dude's house. He's going to sing us a song. Real we're we're man leave back. We're going to drink a couple of fucking cocktails, Paps blue ribbons. And then we're going to fucking go and we're going to kick the shit out of fucking um Jeffrey Beaumont and leave him for dead. Yeah. He saying oh, that, room. <laughs> That's the best
1: way to enter, enter a room ever. And I love how they cut they quick cut him screaming that to the we're, empty
0: background. And we're, they're we're now in Lost Highway because this the you have the road. The, this I've exact always same considered Lost shot.
1: Highway a lesser, like a, a less realized version of Mulholland Drive.
0: Like he didn't quite have it down yet. That movie, it, it's 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 basically the same idea because you have yeah. Bill Pullman and then you have Balthazar Getty. They're playing the same character, but Bill Pullman states that like. I don't like video cameras. I don't like, I like to remember things how I want to remember them. And then you mm. have the hard cut of Balthazar Getty, who's in prison, and that's his real life. And that's why he doesn't, he likes to remember it the way he remembers it because the Bill Pullman version of himself has, you know, a smoking hot Patricia Arquette to like, Patricia now. Arquette,
1: could get it back in the day. And hold on.
0: Or are you it's looking at? Now,
1: don't you like? Don't,
0: don't you, you look, look at, at me? me fuck? fuck!
1: He doesn't like me. Look! Don't make eye contact. He's like a dangerous. I dog. shoot when I
0: see the white of your eyes.
1: Oh Lord!
0: Hissing sound. <laughs> Hissing
1: sound. All right, ever So yeah, he's huffing. We'll just go ahead and say nitrous. We'll we'll give it a real world e- analog. E- ether nitrous, like whatever the fuck it is. Like his like, eyes are two him for ether. <laughs> Yeah, he's that. Like Did you ever see it like it was like mid eighties SNL, which wasn't good, but there was one where he hosted doing a Frank Booth game <laughs> show where like, guess that smell? And they're
0: like huffing shit. I do not remember that, but that sounds a funny. You need amazing. to look it up on YouTube. It's a great sketch. Have you seen the episode of SNL where um they do the Twin Peaks episode and um Fucking Conan O'Brien, who's a writer on the show, um, plays fucking Andy and Mike Myers is the is the little person from a, the planet. No, the I need plan. to see the SNL Twin Peaks. So. That's that's fucking great stuff.
1: Yeah, I made a mistake now, buddy. Point, hey, he he still did it. That's the like the smallest switchblade.
0: on, They don't bro. need anything.
1: They don't need anything big. They 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 kill it. It's with not their the size penises. of your
0: knife, it's the way you use it. <laughs> I just how can I say for the obvious that Brad Dourif's fucking daughter looks a lot like him? Yes, and it makes me feel weird that a (laughs) fucker. You know, hey, it's it's
1: it's your heterosexuality because she's an attractive woman. It's your respect for the man yeah. that you want to plow his little baby daughter because you haven't monster. you haven't seen all of Chucky e. Young. I know you told me that like they put her in prosthetics to be a young bread door
0: and and she's so fucking good. I'll be honest, I've only seen the first episode. Oh my god! I'm you, sorry. You need to get fucking to it. Well, what's it streaming on? I had to. Uh, d- I'm not I'm, paying I'm, for the sci fi app. I'm a, I'm admitting to a crime right now. They they released like the first four episodes for free. And then if you, you can use like a two free credits and I kept using different, um, uh, emails so I could just, Oh, on the sci-fi thing, I can do I, different sci-fi logos? or, uh, sci-fi Bravo or, um, a, not AMC, but, uh, I've got four, USA.
1: I've got four fucking email accounts. I'm good. All right. Just I mean, you know what a love letter is? It's a bullet from a fucking gun fucker. fucker. He's a poet. You received a, a love letter, letter from me. You forever. are fucked forever.
0: <laughs> you understand fuck? I like that he uses fuck as a verb and a noun. <laughs> it's because he's he's a goddamn poet.
1: The fucking lipstick.
0: <sighs> it's such a unique character that He's so. He was villainized by Ebert and um, kind of, Siskel I, and Ebert. Siskel, I always want to say Roper because he was the guy. That, but why do yeah, you forget Cisco? The old school Cisco and Ebert. Because Cisco died like a bitch, and so did, uh, uh, he had his face wrought off first for all that hate he gave to Freddy the Thirteenth. I hate. I genuinely hate both of those guys. I didn't want them to die, but I have, yeah, I have a hate for their for them, opinions. For th- it's they're entitled to their opinions. It's the shit that they did. They in pursuit brothers. of their opinions that really rub me the wrong way, but it just shows you how fucking tone deaf and wrong they were because both of them like just lambasted this movie, and this is one of like to me it's one of the great films. I love that. Just <laughs> dancing, just it dancing man. When she when she
1: feels the music, she feels it. Con, like situation. Feel my muscles,
0: huh? Feel them, huh? You, you like that? that? And Dennis Hopper is not a big man.
1: Hold, Hold him tight for me.
0: And he just knocks him in his bread basket. Right, so you're hitting him. There we go. There's a fascia. But I would consider this one of Americana's greatest, like, 80s films. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. Like, this has, like, its own thing in the 80s.
0: You can't, you can't. Okay, there's a lot of 80s, and I, I have... 80s nostalgia blinders. Yeah. I, I'll I'll fully admit to that. There's a lot of 80s movies that are not great movies, but they have something about them that uh, means something to me because I saw it at a young age. And and I and adversely you this you ad, saw this. Adversely, I have a bias against a lot of 90s movies, even though there are great 90s movies like Scream. <sighs> we, we, we will I'm a, picking we will attack this one oh, day well, when we do stream. it's on it's going to be a three hour podcast <laughs> but because I had the hindsight of seeing this pretty much as an adult I can see this as just a, a work of art and I don't understand how critics of the time could see something that is so original that's not that's not Writing the line of like uh, of everything else that was like at the time. This is its own thing. It's it was release limited, so I guess you could label it as an art house film. But this is a little more mainstream to I, me than I like an just a strict it, I, eraser head. Type I agree
1: of. that is more mainstream. But I have an answer. This was not the first Lynch film you've seen. That's true. So like he's done. Uh, Eraserhead, which was a very indie niche movie. Dune, which was a flop. And then this. Yeah. So, like, they... Well, he did the the
0: Elephant Elephant Man, Man, which which, was a critical success. Which won an Academy Award. I
1: I say narrative structure. Elephant Man's probably his most narratively cohesive movie. Because it's real...
0: That's the... That's the... Least
1: Lynchian movie he ever did.
0: It's the best universal horror film that's not a universal horror yeah,
1: film. Yeah, I agree. But, um, like, this was, like, ma- the mainstream at the time's first lynch taste. A lot of them. I guarantee you a lot, half the critics, because a lot of critics are up on indie shit, hadn't, weren't familiar with Eraserhead, had dismissed Doom. So they get thrown into this, and it, like, poor Brent... <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't agree with his opinion, but I sympathize with it because if you're not familiar with Lynch and you have a base that's why the critical reevaluation of this movie has been so positive.
0: I've always loved that little lady in the glasses. Uh who also shows up in Twin Peaks. Yep. Both as uh basically, depending on if you're watching Firewalk with me the film or if you're watching the series who's playing a completely different character yep. who is the same character which going into season 3 without spoiling anything throws you into a fucking loop and by the, the end you film. don't know if it's the Shalfonts or whoever god damn the mystery there's a tulpa
1: and <laughs> I know what a Tulpa has uh, Nurse Bitchface or Dr. Bitchface from Nightmare on Street 3 she hasn't had one line of this movie yet, has she she
0: do not fucking need a line she was hate, in Nightmare Three. She is Nightmare Three, but she's the bitch in that movie. So fuck her. Uh, were you in Nightmare Three? I was not. Exactly.
1: She she still has that so, that on us. Well, yeah. And actually, we're probably still alive. And there's no fucking way that old <laughs> ass bitch is. This is the eighties. She's
0: actually twenty years old. Jeffrey they, Gore. They used um, prosthetics to make her look much older. He
1: took the drugs away. This is Lynch. I love Lynch. But when he has to get into the plot points and actual mechanics of it, it's ex- it's a exposition dump. He can't just build it naturally. And I get that, because he's got other shit to do. He doesn't well, have... Well,
0: to- <laughs> if you really boil this movie down, it's not really about the plot in in the sense of like the police end of it. Yeah. It's really about the corruption of, of Jeffrey sense and, and all that. And I Wino get all. that.
1: But that he realizes he needs something to tie that in to everything. Well, so it's, he's like, Oh, Jeffrey bang. Oh, he went up to a broad daylight, the yellow man.
0: It's all going to come full circle. And if all the plot points are going to come to a head once um, you have the convoluted ending, which we're inching towards, but we're about to have a fully nude uh, Dorothy Valens uh, oh, uh, so... encroach upon uh, his budding relationship with Laura Dern. It's such and... a, like, just everything. Let's talk a little bit about Laura
1: Dern. Um, them, them khaki shorts in Jurassic Park, man, that's harder
0: than her nude and Wild Heart. She's also in uh, Jurassic Park 3. Uh, which is everybody's favorite Jurassic Park film. Just kidding. It sucks.
1: Oh, yeah. she's. At, I was <laughs> like, when the fuck is she? She's in the beginning when he's trying to give a toy to her kid. She's going to be in Jurassic World 3. You know... I didn't... I, the first one, Jurassic World, was okay. It was fun. The second one, they should not have done. And the third one, you know, whatever.
0: I, I love the original... I like Dinosaurs Eating People. The original Jurassic Park is such a good movie. That's Sarah's favorite movie. Well... Sarah has good taste in in that regard and she I, married I, me so I, well absolutely <laughs> yeah. but Jurassic Park is is like the last movie the last big budget movie that like still hinged even though there's a lot of CGI in it they're really hinged on practical effects yeah it's the it's the end of old and beginning of new and, I and remember- it's the best it's the best use of of that type of filmmaking, I am must
1: say something else controversial. It's also Spielberg's most suspenseful film. I love Jaws, but I remember going to the theater uh, at. No, do you remember this in theaters? I did watch it in the theaters. Yeah. I couldn't breathe in certain points. Could not breathe, like <gasps> wheezing. But we won't go into that whole thing. I love Jaws is a half, better movie.
0: Half of your name is fat, so let's just distribute <laughs> some of that to. and drunk. <laughs> I, I wasn't how, how old were you during the time? Twelve. I was were like you ninety three? Were you drunk then? I had
1: been drunk by twelve. I hey, I oh, busted like, my cherry. I'll, I'll shake your fucking. Hands. I'd had sex on the beach because I went to church school and we're all really repressed. <laughs> so if you give us any unsupervised time, wow. peas are going yeah. to
0: bees. I had to wait till I was
1: sixteen. You you fucking loser! I know, right? You should have killed yourself by then. <laughs> now I'm just fine. Duh. Oh man, I just like her in that tank top. See, this is he's trying to do the right thing. He's trying to disconnect. Let's see how this goes. So,
0: Lord Lordurn. Yes. Um, she she's a frequent collaborator with she gets Lynch with, with I think. Lynch, and we've alluded to Inland Empire a lot tonight, but I'm still going to watch <clears throat> Inland Empire. Is interesting on paper in in execution. It looks like fucking vomit, but I think that some of that is intentional. But it's another movie that's like, what is what is real? What's the real version? What's not? Because it's about an actress. It there's a lot of similarities between it and um, Mulholland Drive, and she's playing an actress and half the movie is her preparing for the role, and half of her is in the role, and it's all shot, like, handheld, um, mm-hmm. like like a fucking DV camera from, like, you know, 2000. Like, it's it's really, really bad. Is summer. it really long? If it's, like, an hour 40, I might be like, if it's much past an hour 40, I can't, 40, I can't make it. Make I can't it. remember if it's an hour and a half or two hours, but... Two hours, I'd probably get that out before. There then. are some interesting things. He does a... He has uh, a intermittent part of it. This uh, the short film that's sort of spliced in with it, where it's like a sitcom done with um, claymation rabbits. Oh, well, yeah, I've seen some of that, and that shit is like is weird and it's it's engaging. And I can't say that you won't be engaged, but I but in terms of like Lynch films, it's my least favorite because it just looks like shit. And the ending of the movie. And not spoiling anything. The ending of the movie is genuinely scary because it's just a shot of Laura Dern coming towards the camera, and it's just this unhinged, um, slow motion uh, unraveling of uh, a human perspective, and it's almost her confronting herself metaphorically. But that moment, and this is this is
1: the movie he says not worth watching. I'm totally, I'm totally watching it. I'm not saying it's worth. It's my least favorite Lynch movie. Well, I asked him if I should watch it before he. Came. He's like, no. <sighs> He's a cynic, though. I am naturally an optimist. I like, I, I, I grew up in the '90s. I should be all. I'm. I love metal. I should be like, blah. but I'm naturally an optimist. That's why, you know, I didn't want to see Evil Dead the remake when it first came out. But so oh i like, God. no, it's good. I I won't get Brandon shit for this because he was blackout drunk, but he did watch it.
0: I did it for you, and it's it my fortieth
1: birthday. birthday. He, but, I won't ever say shit about it, like in the negative towards him. But I'm, I'm, my mind is open to things that his is not. Hey,
0: and for the record, we weren't um, Human Centipede three drunk, but we were very. We drunk. were de- I, We okay. Human Centipede three
1: wasn't the amount; it was the time. I think that amount had over a further spread out time. We were drunk as shit. I remember I was here for two and a half,
0: three hours after the movie to celebrate up. We we ordered pizza and they were so fucking late. Papa John's. I remember that person I forgot that we ordered pizza, or at least I forgot. We that ordered. fucking pizza was good. <laughs> yeah. That was when Papa John's first started doing stuff crust. Oh. Um back to Laura Dern. <laughs> yeah, Laura Dern, sorry. Um more recently, she was in a film called Marriage Story, which got a lot of really positive. Uh, it's Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Adam, the guy who played Kylo Ren. Yeah. Can't. Um, Adam, Adam Driver. Adam Driver. And it, you know, it uh, critics. He's a guy I want to hate in things, but I love him in everything so I've seen him, him in. He's so, so good. good. He's the best part about the new Star Wars trilogy, which brings me back to my next point. Laura Dern may be the most controversial Star Wars character. I say she in it? Since um the fucking Georgia uh Charger Minx. She plays Admiral Holdo, and and both you and I are on the same page that we're going to say positive things about The Last Jedi where a lot of people will not. Oh, The Last Jedi? I fucking it's the best of the new three. It it's the only it's movie. It's the only good one. It's and I won't even say that it's a great no, no, movie. I I it's,
1: liked uh, what's the first of the new trilogy? Not a new the Force hope. Wagons. Force Wagon. I like that. When I got out of prison, that was the first movie I was able to sit through from front to back. It really
0: was. I thought the Force Wagon's was okay. It's okay. It realigned and and everything that everybody hates about The Last Jedi, I get why they dislike it. But it's the only one that attempted to do anything creative with yeah, the if series. if they
1: would have truly built off The Last Jedi, the third movie would have been amazing.
0: The third movie is like three it's good movies. You. It's just crammed into one movie. <sighs>
1: and I, then, unfortunately, I had to watch it right after my mom had died, <sighs> so when Leia died, and it was like, I started crying, but it wasn't when Sarah thought, it was when Chewie like, ah! I lost my shit. Like, I had to pause the movie, go outside, and ugly cry for ten <laughs> minutes. Because Chewie just broke oh. me. Anyway, they're, they're, look how sweet they are. Fuck Mike. Mike Barrett, Mike got the stick of finger in once.
0: There, by the way, there's also a character named Mike in Twin Peaks who ends up with Nadine. Who That's is, the same Mike. He moved out of this town and was sick of this shit. I'm is that the you. New Boots guy? Who gets brain damage? Mike is the guy who Mike is no Mike. Oh, Mike no. is the guy who is dating uh, Laura Flynn Boyle's character, but then she ends up yeah. with Nadine, who is Big Ed's wife, yes. who is preventing him from being with um, the other mod squads. So. Uh, Rashida Jones' mom, whose name yeah. I'm fucking forgetting. God damn it! I know who you're fuck, thinking. She was so fucking hot. Well, I mean, even in older age. Mary yeah. Quincy Jones, fucking gorgeous woman. Um, Norma is her character. God, Norma Jennings on, on... Can Get It. I fucking agree with
1: that. She's, she's I really like that talented. silly show she had on TBS. The...
0: Yes, that's like The Naked Gun. Yeah,
1: they had a full 24 hour marathon in the first season when it came out, <laughs> and I watched it all in prison. That's good stuff. Anyway, what's going on?
0: Let's what talk, is it? Let's talk a little more about Laura. Yeah, Dern. sorry. Um, uh, her, her character, Admiral Holdo, in. The Last Jedi is one of the more controversial elements because she withholds the plan from uh, Oz, uh, 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 Oscar Isaac's, Isaac's character. Yeah. And basically... Plan? No. Finn, Finn is oh, uh, Boyega plan. from Attack yeah, the Block, fan, that yeah. uh, that really good uh, yeah. uh, alien movie where the monsters glow blue. Yeah, But uh, Oscar Isaac plays another character whose name me. <laughs> oh, it's killing me, but I don't care. It's uh, Star Wars. It's fun, yeah. I mean, it's the new Star Wars. Who fucking cares? But she she's a complete bitch to him for no reason and then her whole endgame is that she uh, jettisons everybody else and then she sacrifices herself and they make a point in uh, The Last Jedi or... Um, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. The, the, like, the, the, the whole, real
1: the, shit. The genuine... I'm, the movie, I agree. Yes, it sucks. 100%. percent
0: the, they like, the whole Dole maneuver, we can't do that again. It, you know, that's a once-in-a-lifetime maneuver. It's like, suicide bombing is a once-in-a-lifetime maneuver. Do you, do you have people of the resistance that would be willing to give their lives? I'm pretty sure you could do that again. It was dumb. That's the, the one of the... The handful of things that I can complain about in the second movie, they argue that it's character assassination for Luke, and you know what? If they had redeemed him in the third movie properly, which they kind of do, but not really. Like, you you gotta put your characters at a low period in the second, yeah. You have to,
1: yeah.
0: Ah, It's dumb.
1: Her character and withholding information, and the reason I think a lot of fanboys disliked it is because it was a woman knowing better than the man
0: and be like listen but ultimately, son we have this handled But shut up and listen but ultimately what she did was dumb because she gave away their position and allowed everybody to get killed and then she allowed everybody to jettison to that salt planet and then i don't know it's it's all, all right, listen. it's all dumb it's all <laughs>
1: fucking dumb no Last Jedi was great. The, the 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 last standoff with Kylo and uh, Luke Skywalker, for,
0: Force projection, Plus, uh, Luke. I thought that was a really nice way to send that character off. He commends his soul to the to the to the to force. force, and you don't have to see him die. He gave himself up for the greater good. So
1: fuck. Sorry, naked Isabella, a naked battered Isabella Rossellini clinging to Kyle MacLachlan in a cop's parents'
0: house. It's so fucked. I mean, if he started fucking her on that couch, she'd let him. She would. She's fucking, down. She's trying fu- to get some right now. In fucking fr- my my secret, secret lover. <laughs> like I think the look on Lord Durham's face right here. He
1: ain't getting no pee in hit in her v today. <laughs> the mom's down for three way. Look at her eyes. She's
0: like, I love you. I love you.
1: Oh, God, she's got that mouth when she cries. He puts his disease in me,
0: which goes back (laughs) to my point. This is the fucking... Spreading of evil and corruption. This is the beginning of It Follows. It's all
1: Frank's ghosts. But then, like, it's Frank... And some, it's the chick dancing on the car while he's getting to ask me and Frank's ghosts that merge because the go the the it from it follows will also fuck guys to death as their own mother while they're. That was, so, that was one of my favorite touches. And another one where the naked guy on the roof, if you look, is like the father in a photo
0: earlier. Yeah, it- it Follows is really it's good. It's top, uh,
1: for the new school horror movies that have come out in like the last ten years, it's like top five. I love it until they get to the point
0: where they're, they're, at, in, the pool.
1: they're in the pool. The and, pool kind of ruins yeah. it, but they had to give them a way out, and I agree with that. That's why I don't like them invalidating it at the end with It Still Following. Yeah. You give them the happy ending with the dumb way, or just,
0: I'm all for the downer ending. Hey, look at that car. That looks familiar. No, it doesn't. <laughs> that's a fucking that's an ant. no <laughs> how dare I'm gonna slap the shit out of you <laughs>
1: it's not the exact <laughs> model but it's a similar model to the Ecto-1
0: Ecto-1 is an ambulance it a lot of people believe that it's a hearse it's, it's an not. ambulance it's an ambulance it's an old school it's a 57 that's why I believe this doesn't
1: have any su- connection with modernity because that has a classic ambulance Shouldn't hold like me, I'm mask. falling! She didn't like that mask on her. <laughs> I'm falling, hold me. Sandy sobs. And and, and it's understandable. Really? Because she was kind of cheating on Mike with him, so what the fuck does she have to be mad about? It's such a fucked up situation in any way that you like. Everybody's the bad guy, except Isabella Rossellini, who has been victimized to the point where she's not in her right mind, she's innocent by by,
0: by mental but standard, legal mental standard. But at the same time, whether she's cognizant of it or not, she's still spreading the evil. She's
1: spreading the evil, but she's innocent of malicious intent. It's she's cheating on Mike, trying to get her vag panda by Kyle <laughs> McLaughlin. Kyle <laughs> McLaughlin's just skeezy as hell, anyway. Trying to get up in a high schoolish paintings in this poor mother which, of a kidnapped which, child.
0: Which, get again, if you put it into the perspective of like this being a mirror image or like a proto version of Twin Peaks, um, Audrey Horn, who's played by the lovely Cheryl Finn, who we've fond over yes. a good deal of this podcast. We're gonna back
1: to back masturbate to Meridian she, after this. And she
0: wants <sighs> she wants him she like gets in his bed naked and he refutes her. Stronger man than me. I have to say, Sherilyn Finn in her fucking prime, like I, I would that might be worth going to jail for. <laughs> I mean it might be. It might fuck She was be. legal as an actress in that show. I'm pretty sure her character is eighteen, but that's beside the point, is that Coop is he's so he's a moral la- man. He's so laser focused on what he has to do. He doesn't want to be because before Wyndham Earl who becomes the big bad going into the you know the end of season two, you know he had an affair with his wife and, and all the complications of that. It all adds up. It all right. fucking adds
1: up. We are, sorry we we've lost focus to the movie. This is Kyle McLaughlin going in trying to bring closure. And
0: we're about to see some weird
1: fucking weird fucking shit, man. <laughs> like I remember like oh, God, he's going into the apartment.
0: This this end game, this sort of orchestrated by Frank Booth is is so strange. And it, it, it almost reminds me, this is sort of like the, the Rube Goldberg kind of stuff that, like, Wes Craven would do yeah, in some of his... Yeah, I could definitely see that. Because we we have... The guy the, tied up. The, the corrupt cop. Yeah. Who is perfectly standing. <laughs> and they're going to use, you know, the the police radio to kind of cover the tracks or, you know, create the net in which everything kind of... Falls neatly into, but it, it's it's very. This is definitely a hyper reality. kind oh, of yeah, situation definitely. Because this is not something that would even be close to happening in, I in miss reality.
1: TVs, just saying. I love more high def, better TVs. But I do miss. There's like a little bit of brain
0: sticking out, in the yellow suit, like something out of a Dick Tracy comic. And the uh, the the broke the broke TV is very reminiscent of the beginning of uh, Fire Walk with Me. Yeah, where you get to see there's the, TV the ear, the ear guy.
1: Was that her baby daddy? I can't remember. I'm too. Dumb hey, I don't me. know. This is it
0: important <laughs> at this point? Like everything. Yeah, nothing's important. In- <laughs> You're you're gonna have uh, the the mother Dorothy Valance, you know reunited with her son and like and, and that's nice. That's the happy like, ending of the movie. But at the same time, like she's still fucked up. But that could be
1: the seeds. That she, I think she's the only one with a chance of like redemption. I'm not saying their lives are ruined because of this, <sighs> but they co- the rest of their life will be colored by this experience. <sighs> it will be affected. By this experience. I'm
0: pretty sure that, like... She could have true
1: redemption with her child. I don't think so. Because you're a cynical bastard. You don't know the the healing power of a mother's love for their child. I
0: am. And I'm pretty sure that, like, we're creating a Dexter sort of situation. We are. I I desperately want
1: uh, New Blood to end happy. And I know it won't. (laughs) Like, I want a full-blown happy ending. I'm over my serial killing shit. Happy ending. Although, it's, Sarah did ruin it a little bit for me. I did not know or remember that the sheriff girlfriend in that show was in the Twilight movies.
0: I didn't know that either. Now nah, I brought no it on you. I put you. that evil on you, Ricky Bobby.
1: <laughs> it's like the same way. I stopped, like, Mr. Robot. Like, I love that show. She's like, oh, yeah, he's in that last Twilight movie. I'm like, why'd you tell me that? I, I could have lived my whole life. The, the, Rami Malek, really? Yeah, he's in a Twilight movie. God damn but you! But then I, I'm going to give a pass on him, and like, he's great. The, the fucking he's great, and the guy who was the star of the fucking movie is great in everything. Batman, fucking. Uh, we'll we'll Edward see. Edward Cullen. We'll see. No, we'll, he's been great in damn near everything he's been in since. And Good Times is one of the we'll see top ten movies of the twenty twenty or. 20 teens. Fair enough, but we'll see if he's a good Batman. I'm not. I, I, I think I, he'll be okay. I think he'll be an okay Batman in a good movie. He'll be a shitty Bruce Wayne, though. That's my <laughs> prediction. He'll be an okay Batman, shitty Bruce
0: Wayne. And We have Jeffrey kind of putting all the it's pieces all together falling together into right place. Now. His weirdly wet Distant looking Distant footsteps. I like that the if the this true strength of like a really tight. Movie is that you have a handful of locations, and then you tie your narrative around them. And really, this movie has Jeffrey's parents' house. It has uh, Laura Dern's parents' house. It has the police station. The street. It has Dorothy Valance's um, Apartment. apartment. It has the bar. And the, um, and the gay guy's apartment, in the gay
1: guy's apartment, like really, I mean, everything—it's all like one room. It's basically they probably reset
0: decorated the same room several times. It's it's very economic, but at the same time, like it get a lived-in space. Yeah, but you, but everything's streamlined. It's not convoluted. Like a lot of modern movies have the problem where they want they want to show off as much as possible, and you lose some of that, like uh, the geography of the movie. No, this definitely has a set,
1: like, geographical boundary. It makes
0: you feel a little bit claustrophobic. Yeah. Please hurry. He uh, he does a little bit of uh, smart thinking here in the way that, like, he lays everything out. I mean, if, that's obviously oh, Frank. Oh, God. Is this Burt Reynolds as Frank? Bo- <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shipper for Bang. But, you know, uh, you, you have the communication with the radio, and it's in the back room, and he's hiding in his voyeuristic jack-off yeah. spot. Jacking so, off currently.
1: Well, he's a danger slut like Marty McFly's mom is in the, Marty McF- <laughs> in the Back to the Future
0: movies. Leah Thompson, I'm not going to She lie.
1: only fell in love with Marty McFly because he got hit by a car while peeping. That's why she falls in love with her son in the past. It's
0: funny because I've been run over by several cars in front of Leah Thompson, and she's never tried to fuck me. And she
1: was character actor. That was her act. That was her character. <laughs> Marty McFly's mom is a danger slut. <laughs> Leah Thompson likes why missionary three times a month and blowjobs on birthdays. She's kind of boring. It's sad. Well,
0: one of those times I can make I can make an every more.
1: fifth anniversary she lets anal happen.
0: Whoa. Like, every half decade. Well, well cheers to you, I mean, Leah Thompson. Puff
1: it up. I have no more beer left. Brandon says most of his I, third. I've, got, a I've got about
0: a third left of my beer. You know? I also have to piss so bad right now. This yeah, bad I, I, I give him shit about his drinking. I had to
1: totally stop to go piss. And I pissed like a g- I love how he's just standing there, dead, weird zombie, pouring blood when he's infected. Like this is this was a legitimately tense ending. For, and David David Lynch is great for a lot of things, but suspense isn't really normally one of them. This is probably one of his more suspenseful. He's got great the one of my favorite jump scares of all time is in Mulholland Drive. When the guy describes exactly what's going to fucking happen, yes, and it happens. That's a great jump scare, but it's not a, and it is suspenseful. But this is like this really action-oriented... So it's like not action like an action movie, but stuff that's happening.
0: I'm going to smell... I'm going to huff some nitrous and blow you away. I, I have a... This is my interpretation. Because even though Frank Booth is about to be taken care of and, and that, that vein of evil is going to be ended, he still copulated into other and he gets shot through the fucking head. That's a great fucking shot. Um but this moment is still and this is this is the end of like any semblance of of innocence that any of yeah, these characters have. He has
1: taken a life. Even though it's the life of admittedly a terrible giving lover fucking person. Terrible person sexual dynamo Frank Booth. With all of his 15 seconds of his thunderous tic-tac of apocalypse. Because you know a character like that with that many issues can't have. Dennis Hopper was packing nine limp. I'll say that. <laughs> I'm not dogging that. But the character of Frank Booth was two and a half inches hard. And his his mom would used to make fun of his penis when giving him a bath as a child. And that shit stuck. And he wet his
0: bed a lot. And we have our as close to a happy ending as this can kind of get. We have a kiss forever between yeah. Jeffrey Beaumont and Lord Dern's character. And We have that that vignette of lighting into into white, and and we also have this is this is kind of a nice uh, pull out yeah, from, from, from here, here. Yeah. because we're gonna have the 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 nuclear family sort of reassembled. And this is uh, the idealized version that everything's going to be okay. But from a third party perspective, we know that that's hugely unlikely. These people have all been corrupted. And it's whether- his disease. <laughs> He's got his disease in him. Whether he's not, gonna become
1: a Boy Scout later, later in life and uh, molest kids yes. just to, to just to transfer. He's the gonna disease. become
0: he's Dylan McDermott's character in um the Clove Hitch Killer. <laughs> that's that's that, that's that's a uh, That's it I, I'm, I'm telling you that's uh that's one hundred percent accurate. That's, that's, that's canon now. That's canon. His yeah, uh his son is going to is gonna catch him. So right now would be a, an opportunity. We're going to um as we're wrapping this up, we're going to uh, do the next one to figure out what we're oh, yeah, be watching for, that wheel. for next month.
1: Come on, Sallow.
0: This guy's not on the fucking list. <laughs> oh, oh shit. Oh my god. Rock and Roll Nightmare. Yeah, be our next fucking movie starring John Michael Thor. That's a going movie. To be-
1: me and Brandon, Brandon invented a great board game that he made. Missed out on a lot of money by not marketing. And he knew the movie better than I did. I had not seen it, and I kept winning these. He's like, no, but but later on, no, uh, uh. <laughs> and like his nerd rage was palpable. <laughs> Brandon, like Brandon needs to do a Kickstarter for, what, Slash? I
0: don't, don't give it oh. away. Don't give it away because somebody's going to steal my great idea. And I'll murder you. But look, we, we, pretty much we come become full circle. Literally full circle. And, and, and circle. and it's sort of... And there's that pimp-ass hat. It's tying everything back up into this wonderful little bow, <laughs> but we still have that nastiness under the... it's under the always nasty. She's got
1: Frank's disease in her. She got her son she's, back. She's going to be a good mom, but she's going to, like... Like if Tinder existed then she'd find <laughs> guys to pee on her in a motel in the weekend. Oh, she has
0: an OnlyFans fans where where fucking uh dudes dudes dressed in leather outfits beat the shit out of her and I'll for, subscribe for what's the <laughs> tip it up So uh closing closing thoughts blue velvet Blue um, velvet is
1: honestly if I had to pick a favorite movie, it would go between *Firewalk with Me* or *Mulholland Drive*, but it is my definitely my second amongst those, or you know the second pick that's not in between another tying. It's great. Is the acting is amazing?
0: It's there's a lot more underneath the surface of this film if you're willing to look for it. Just like the the very obvious uh, parallels that it's drawing. I think that this movie is very strongly uh, the dog Sparky projected in terms of its cast. And if this had been miscast, this could have been a disaster. Oh yeah,
1: one wrong, uh, one like tooth of those cogs not lining up, it wouldn't mesh as well.
0: I think that's going to wrap us up till next month, uh, which uh, I'll let you guys know we're going to be doing a Motel Hell Woo! retrospective in January. Takes 20- lots of critters to make. Fuck, I can't. Farmer think. Vincent's Farmer Fritters. Farmer Vincent's Fritters. And then we'll be back on the 15th of that month with uh, Rock and Roll Nightmares. Should be a very fun time. Do you uh, think
1: we could wheelchair Scott in? Because he's probably never said, let this be his first <laughs> exposure, really delicately. Maybe set up an ICU tent or, you know. We'll
0: we'll build him an iron lung. We'll see what we can do. (laughs) Um, Till then, guys, uh, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any of the major podcast platforms we're available on. Uh, Buy a t-shirt or a mug on our web store at juicykruger.com and subscribe to the podcast on those platforms. Uh, We're available on Twitter and uh, social media at Rance Black Lodge. Until next month, Rant Army. Keep marching. Have kinky sex. (laughs)